Welcome, everyone, to episode 108 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. We have the uh, full crew back again. Sorry for missing the uh, filthy cheating episode. That was one I was really looking forward to. Uh, as uh, uh, Chris said on the show, uh, uh, he, he kept it very generic that I was under the weather. So I will give you the uh, the details now that I had my first dental uh, issue as uh, that I can remember having in a long, long time. I'm telling you, like, I thought there was something going on that I needed to see a professional for. It was so painful, and I felt so bad about missing the show. But I'm telling you, like, the next day, it just started feeling a little bit better. And then on Monday, like, it was, I, I called the dentist. I had something scheduled. And by Monday morning, I called. I was like, yeah, like, it feels fine. So I must have just aggressively chewed into a tortilla chip or something. And it was, uh, it was, it was a mess back there. So sorry to miss it. Glad, uh, glad to be back. Uh, so we'll start off uh, just, uh, as always, thanking the patrons. Really appreciate uh, everyone supporting the show, uh, having some fun in the Discord. Um, if you can uh, uh, feel like you want to come hang out with us, that's uh, patreon.com slash collectorcast. And uh, before we get going, how you guys been? You Did you enjoy your uh, uh, your cheating <laughs> show? Kelsey, I assume you've been washing the stink off since, uh, been, since that uh, show uh, aired. I've since then. <laughs> <All mad. laughs> and what about you chris uh you know i'm i guess i'm the the dirty one of the group of the crew or i had to pull both our weight whatever the case is yeah. but uh i don't know that was probably like the most one-sided show we've ever done yeah. i can just say that much yeah and and just to add just a couple quick thoughts um uh uh you know on the the you know the whole whole cheating aspect um there were so many uh, you know, little things that I remember, like I know you guys mentioned, because uh, I, I, I told you about uh, the Sonic 2 sound test and becoming, you know, uh, uh, supersonic, I, uh, the blood I code on Mortal Kombat. That, that jogged that memory for me, because I had totally forgotten about that sound test. No. Oh, and and then uh, this and the sound test for my favorite um, Shinobi game, Shinobi Three. It was a sound test uh, code for the unlimited Shurikens, which completely changes that game. You're just oh, like bet, you yeah. know, constantly going. And then because 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 you have that double jump somersault where you can shoot like five out, and without the code, that's something you have to save for a certain situation. With the code, it's like <laughs> Shuriken, you get a Shuriken, and you get a Shuriken. So um, but yes, yeah, like like both of you kind of pointed out. You know, there's a lot of fun to it. If you really like tinkering and kind of, you know, figuring stuff out, uh, I certainly opened up the Game Genie booklet, found some codes and kind of like messed around. And then you would kind of break it if you put in like codes that weren't compatible with each other. And it was just a fun time. But like, I, I definitely get that feeling that you got, Kel, where it was like, okay, you turned a cheat on, you played it for 10 minutes. It's like, all right, like, there's no challenge. This is kind of boring. I'm going to go do something else or like, let me know when we're going to play it regular. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't like a long, you know, lived uh, thing like doing like the game genie type cheat codes because they just break the game. Most of the ones that I enjoyed were ones that were kind of built in, uh, you know, that the the devs kind of like uh, left there for you. But uh, yeah, it was still a still a fun mm -hmm. chat. So glad that we got to put that out there. So um, uh, I guess I'll start with the uh, what you've been playing, what you've been watching, what you've been picking up stuff. So. Uh, uh, been playing my backlog uh, game and that's the other reason i was really upset that uh that i had to miss the show last time because you guys were going to be so proud of me that i have vanquished nice. vanquished well done congratulations <laughs> so, yep 
it was great. And it was not as scary as I was kind of, you know, thinking that uh, a game from that developer, you know, with an action pedigree, uh, you know, might be. I just played it on regular. I didn't, you know, I turned I the difficulty up or down. Just kind of, I, I, I just kind of said, let me see how this goes. And then, you know, we can always adjust. And uh, I did take a picture of the final screen, which I love that games that do that stat screen. That's like this many deaths and this many, you know, like friendly <laughs> yeah. kills and, you know, this this kind of stuff. So uh, I will hold that for our discussion. But, yeah, uh, re- really, really cool to get through that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll save the which details we'll, on that. We'll, but we'll dig into uh, very happy to after this one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I figured it would be just wanted to. Uh, to make sure that I wasn't holding anybody no, up, so plenty, glad that we're plenty of time if you want to play through it a second time show. before uh, before next show. <laughs> you know what? I just though. might. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, right. Uh, and that, I think yeah, because I think uh, after the credits roll, which we'll talk about, like man, not as not enough games have like games during the credit roll, uh, and that one had like you know kind of this like shooting asteroids thing and like seeing the developer names behind them was really cool. But yeah, it was like God mode activated. <laughs> Uh, or sorry, uh, like like all not God mode, like opposite, like ultra hard. Right. I think is unlocked uh, when you beat it. Um, so uh, so yeah, so finished the backlog game, and I you know I grabbed the Steam Deck because I had finished Final Fantasy VI, which uh, was the game I played in the Steam Deck. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to play in here? And I was kind of looking through, and I noticed that uh, uh, I just kind of filtered it to games that are great on deck. And even though I had played this game before. It's kind of been on my mind lately because the uh, vinyl soundtrack was released um, just recently. Uh, so I fired up Portal 2. And since Steam, uh, since the Steam Deck uses the Steam Cloud save, I just hit continue from like wherever I was in the game. And it was fairly you know far in the game. I think it was uh, kind of right before... Because the, the game starts as one thing. And then it kind of changes to another. And then it's like the journey of kind of like getting, you know, like returning to like where you were. So it was like right at that turning point. So uh, it kind of became my game that I would just kind of like play in bed a little bit before kind of like shutting the light out. And my middle guy, he usually kind of gets out of bed around the same time and comes into the uh, the bed with us. So he would just watch me play. And every day he's like, Dad, can I watch you play Portal 2 later tonight? I'm like, oh, we'll see, bud. We'll see, we'll see if you're good. So, um, yeah, ended up getting through Portal 2 you know, the, the second half of the game. Uh, and it's, it's great how, even though you've played that game before, the puzzles are kind of such that if it's been a while since you've played it, you still have to refigure them out. Uh, they're like, they're, they're like, you really have to look at the room and you don't get the whole thing, but you're like, well, the only thing I can do is this or something in this area. And like, you'll just do it for a while and that'll kind of trigger something. And, I love how the puzzles in that game, very much like the puzzles in Limbo and Inside, they don't just have like one solution. They have like one aha moment where you're like, oh, that's definitely it. And then that's not totally it, but it's like it gets you to the, to the next phase of that puzzle where you're like, oh, and then plus I got to add this twist. So uh, it was really, really cool getting through that. So then I finished that and I was like, all right, Final Fantasy VI I had never played before. Um, Portal 2 I had played before. Let me switch to something that I've never played before. So I kind of met in the middle on this one. So this isn't one I never played before. This is one that I've never finished before. Uh, And that is Knights of the Mm. Old Republic. So I I own it on Steam. Um, 
it's a really, really weird situation. Even though this game came from the OG Xbox uh, and has been released by Limited Run on the Switch, um, so it should be able to be used with a controller, the PC version of this game is like mouse and keyboard. Like, that's it. So you can play it on the Steam Deck, but it's that situation where, like, when you move the analog stick over, it's like the cursor <laughs> moves across the screen. And then when it gets to the edge of the screen, like, then it turns. So it's slightly cumbersome to play, but the thing is the game's not so action-y that it doesn't, you know, that it's unforgiving to play it that way. And the combat is, while not turn-based, you can pause the game at any time kind of set up your shots like kind of like a super super early vats like fallout 3 in new vegas style um where you can kind of decide what you want to do with all your kind of action points and then kind of spend them um so i i played that a bit i got to that first like little city that you're in i got to the underground portion and i died like very very quickly and i had flashbacks of like oh yeah i think i remember why i stopped playing this game because of this weird very early difficulty spike so i said okay i'm gonna get through it this time so uh, I, so I, I played that, but then I got to this point in it where I was kind of just like not feeling it. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to like completely turn myself off this game. So let me just, you know, let me just pause it and I'll take a break and I'll, I'll come back to it. So what do I do when I pause games and I, I want to go to some comfort food, right? So I fired up Skyrim and Skyrim is just an easy thing to, you know, loot a cavern or a cairn or you know do a quick side quest so play a little skyrim but that got me down a rabbit hole because i started thinking you know i really have been thinking about playing fallout 3 again because i always talk about how much i love it then chris talks about how much new vegas uh is amazing and i remember how much even though like four had some weird stuff that i really didn't like the the core gameplay in the story and, and the game is one i really did enjoy so i fired up fallout 3 this morning Ended up playing it for like 45 minutes to an hour, and there's just something about it. It's just so, so cool, and I probably will do a quick playthrough of that, like just kind of stick towards main story stuff, and I think my 2023 backlog game is going to be New Vegas because I got bugged out of it within the first, you know, I think dozen or so. I was like far enough in it where I was like, I felt it was a real waste to, to kill that, you know, amount of progress. Um but not like, you know, early enough in it that I'm like, oh, well, you know, like I'll just I'll just redo it. So I, I never went back to it. I was so, you know, frustrated. So uh, I'm going to give New Vegas a shot. That's going to be next year. So. So, yeah. And this, the, the kind of the Steam Deck uh, kind of got me through. Uh, that was like my natural progression, you know, at <laughs> least in my head. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to mention, my kids are absolutely loving this game that I kind of had seen on the periphery of, you know, things that I'm interested in, but I didn't really pay too close attention to it. Um, my kids love watching This Week in Xbox, which is not even really a thing that I was super aware of. Like, it's like a quick little, you know, trailery, trailer heavy type thing that Xbox puts out on the Xbox itself and probably on their website too every week. That's like, oh, you know, here's some of the new stuff coming. Here's some of the new Game Pass things. Well, and it's real quick. It's usually like, you know, like three to six minutes or something. Major so it's Nelson not like a whole. Still do that? Yeah. Uh, so some of them. So you, you it's, um, there's never any video of people. So it's either just his voice. And sometimes if he's on trap, you know, traveling or on vacation, there's a voice that I don't recognize. Um, but yeah, you do still hear him doing uh, some of those, maybe even most of them. 
So, um, but like when a new one comes out, the kids are like, oh, like, come watch this week in Xbox with us. Let's see what's going on. So there's a game that they've been absolutely loving. Like one's playing it in one TV, one's playing on the other. They're running back and forth to tell each other about their progress. So it's called Nobody Saves the World. Have you guys yeah, heard about this game? Heard of it. So, so Nobody Saves the World, the character you play as is called Nobody. So that's why Nobody Saves the World. So this is a... Uh, it's, it's it's a mashup of a lot of uh, different um, uh, genres. Um, it's it's a dungeon crawler for sure. It's like an it's, there's like an open world, but then there's dungeons that you find. It's bright and colorful. Uh, the artwork's amazing. So when I saw them booted up and I saw that it was Drinkbox Games, I was like, guys, this is the people who did Guacamelee, and they were like, oh, that's cool. It's way more like because Guacamelee is a simple you know 2D Metroidvania type game. So this is a top down. Uh, action RPG, I guess you would say. Um, but the character you play as, you can morph into any other characters that you've unlocked, like, at will. And they all have different, like, powers and stuff. So, like, you can be a rat. You can be a turtle. You can be a knight. You can be an egg. There's So when you get to, like, your, your, your screen to choose people, it's like a spider. It's like a web. There's, like, dozens and dozens. You start off with one or two. And as you're playing... You earn form points and you earn experience points. So form points upgrade the forms that you can take on. They also unlock new forms. And then the experience points are traditional, you know, like raise your attack and defense and like, you know, speed stamina and all that stuff. Uh, it's one or two player uh, couch or online co-op. And it's just, it's really, really, really cool. Um, I play with them a little bit. Uh, and it's it's great. It's one of these kind of RPGs that gets the grind part of it right because while there's like a lot of um, like little like uh, you know uh, quests and like you know little little things to complete, none of them really feel grindy. They all complete like fairly quickly, but they all also kind of teach you like because one will be like oh you know like kill you know 50 enemies by using consume, and then you go to your abilities and it's like okay well I gnaw on someone to poison them and then consume like detonates all the poisoned enemies on the screen so it's like the quests are actually kind of like teaching you like effective uh, combat methods for all the different forms that you've got um but yeah super super cool very bright colorful um it's almost it's almost like if you took like um uh like the the explosions of color that you get in hades and you put it in like kind of like a little bit more of a cutesy top-down uh, you know, action RPG environment. So, uh, but yeah, so that's really cool. Um, they're both really into that. Um, that's kind of it for uh, uh, for playing. Um, as far as watching, I finished Andor. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about that in well, depth at some point. One more, one more. I absolutely love Andor. Episode, right? Oh, I didn't. So I thought I finished what was of it. I thought it was it was done when, at uh, nope, on Wednesday the last one that I saw. The finale. I'm I'm very excited. Ooh, that's awesome. So I, I don't know. I guess I just thought it was, uh, that was it. Is it because it was the 10th episode? And there's, so is it 11? Is the... I can't remember the numbers, but I'm, I'm fairly confident there's one more to go. I think in my head I just saw 10, and I'm like, all right. That's, that's a fair assumption. That's it's usually it. like so, man, 8, if there's more, 12, that's, right? yeah. that's, yeah. So, uh, or maybe I'm eating, I'm like super wrong and there's like several more. <laughs> there's actually one that <laughs> I can watch and we're done with this happened, recording. Yeah. But yeah, I, the last thing that happened was, um, 
uh, I don't want to give anything away, but the the monologue uh, where he tells oh, yeah. the other guy the, what is does there's he sacrifice. There's an elevator involved there. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You should have one. So more. I assumed because of the gravity of that situation that that was it. But man, if yeah. there's another one, that's this is like totally. Christmas come early. But yeah, Andor terrific, and be great to talk about that once it's actually over. Um, so uh, my wife and I, on my wife's request, which was really awesome, she was like, "Do you want to watch the Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, massive How talent was movie?" It? I'm, I'm really and I was curious like, "Of course I that. do." So I'll, I'll be honest. There were, uh, it's 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 not perfect. It's not one of these things that you know. Uh, and Chris says this a lot, where he's like, oh, "You know, like was it perfect? No. Was it a great fun time? Absolutely." And that's kind of what I think of when I think of this movie. There are scenes in it that that were so perfect, and the whole joke is like that. It's like super a super self aware thing for Nick Cage to do, to be able to look at himself as this you know type of uh, uh, of character. And it reminds me of um, there was a scene, uh, a behind the scenes thing that I watched in Mandy for Mandy. And he's like drinking a bottle of alcohol and he's like, you know, like kind of like losing his mind. And he said he, he goes to the director and he says, do you want me to go full cage for this scene? So <laughs> he, he he knows exactly who he is <laughs> and like what people love about him. Right. So uh, uh, I think it's awesome. And. It, it somehow it, it continues this trend of Neil Patrick Harris um, in like movies like and I don't I don't get it I don't get the Neil Patrick well, Harris I actually appeal. watched one of his uh, I'll talk I, about I, it I, shortly too what, okay what do you got against yeah, Googie I, you know like maybe it was that fourth Matrix movie uh, I don't know but like that like was that, that was that was not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it wasn't a high point for me. <laughs> but uh, so, so getting back to Cage, uh, it, there's some really, really good funny scenes in there. Um, it really obviously helps if you're familiar with his career because there are references to his older films, um, both that are really in your face and then some that are super subtle. And like you would have to kind of like give your buddy an elbow. But oh, did you hear that? That's you know, that's what they were doing. Um but yeah, re- really, really cool. And it's got like a little bit of a fear and loathing thing going on with like some of these like, you know, drug induced uh, binges that they go on. And like, uh, uh, you know, they're essentially like trying to make a movie. Uh, but there's there's a whole angle where like he's recruited by um, the U.S. Uh, drug enforcement agencies to because they think that this guy that has invited Nick Cage out for like just to be his guest for like a whole bunch of money. They think he's like a kingpin. So like, Oh, you got to work for us. So there's like this undercover like aspect to it. Uh, but yeah, really funny. Definitely worth the watch. Um, and Nick cage is Nick cage. So that was a fun one. And, uh, so we watched that. Um, I watched a horror movie that I've been kind of curious about ever since I saw the trailer. I thought the trailer is one of the creepiest, scariest things I'd seen in a long time. This movie is called smile. And it kind of fell off my radar because I don't watch a lot of movies in the theater. So it showed up on one of the streaming platforms. I want to say HBO. I've watched like a little more than half of it. And I'm not super into it. It's a really good story. It's not anything super original. It's like, you know, someone someone sees someone else die in a creepy way. And now some entity is like attached itself to that person. And like now they feel cursed and they're haunted. And no one believes them. So there's a, there's a billion movies that kind of have this premise. 
Uh, it's super creepy because they just see something smiling at them. So every time they see someone smile, it's like, is this the thing that's trying to kill me type deal? But uh, yeah, it's just there's just not anything like super special about it. Uh, but what there is something super special about that I recommend people go see if they're into uh, uh, scary movies um, is Barbarian, uh, which is awesome. Uh, this is a movie that the trailer looked great. It actually looks like it might like, I don't want to be too scared and I'd also don't like jump scares. So I was a little bit hesitant because the trailer looks horrifying. <laughs> so it's essentially this, the story is this woman shows up at a house that there's, and there's someone there and she's like, well, what are you doing here? Like I, like I Airbnb this house like for this week. And he shows her his phone and he's like, no, like this is me. Like I have it. And they're like, oh, so they double booked it. Like, well, you know, I want you to stay here. You know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. And that's the premise. And I'll, I'll tell you what the trailer tells you. So there's no spoilers or anything. Uh, so overnight, you know, wake up, doors open, end up in the basement. Again, bad idea. But like, they find this hidden door in the basement and it just goes down into tunnels. And so that's kind of all I'll give you. But, it's it's a really, really cool story that so as opposed to Smile, where there's like a billion movies that kind of have that premise. This is not a movie that I've seen this story, uh, this type of story done in so like a million times yell, before. Cry. And and it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. If you were in a building that you didn't yeah. know, yeah. and for some reason you went in its basement and you found a yep. hidden door that went yep. down into tunnels into the ground. Would you go yep. in them or would you just go, I'm good. I'm going to close the so door. Here, so, so, so here's the thing. <laughs> the, tra- the trailer has to show you this because they have to tell you that it's a creepy movie. When you actually see the movie, it, and that's the other thing I like about it, the movie doesn't play out the way the trailer suggests the movie plays out, which is great. A lot of times trailers give too much away. You get in there and you're like, I remember this and this is going to happen. And it doesn't happen that way. And I, and I w- wish I could tell you, but I don't, want that's to fine. change not, the experience that anyone has movie, but, but, but here uh, but i'm with you like and that's why i love the name of the movie nope that we've talked about before the uh uh so like there's a scene in that movie where he's in the barn and the lights are out and he's that's kind of weird like so he goes over to the breaker and turns the lights back on and then he walks over a few minutes later like the lights go off and he kind of turns around and he sees a little bit of movement and the kind of camera goes back to him and he goes, Nope. And then he walks out. <laughs> it's like, that's the appropriate reaction. Just say Nope and get out of here. But yeah, barbarian and even the name of the movie, which upon watching the trailer again, the trailer does tell you why the movie is named what it is. And I didn't pick up on it. Um, but then after seeing the movie, I'm like, Oh, that's why it's called that. That's so cool. So yeah, if you're into, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, a spooky, uh, scary, good time. Very small cast. Uh, very, I, I thought it was a very, very cool story. Uh, Barbarian is streaming on HBO in the States. Uh, not sure uh, up in Canada, but really, really liked it a lot. And the more I think about it, like after I've seen it, the more I really like it. Um, we also have, we've heard a lot about White Lotus, which is a show that got a lot of awards at the Emmys or at least a lot of nominations. So my wife and I started watching it. And it's one of these shows that is very well acted, very well made, technically, you know, like everything's really good. And there's some actors 
in it that I really like, but there are no characters in this show that I care about, and I'm finding it really hard to want to keep watching it. Um, we have one or two left, so I'll watch it, you know, like with my, even, even though it goes against my sunk cost, uh, philosophy of like, if you're not having a good time, get out of there. Uh, but there's one or two uh, episodes left, so I'll, I'll jump in it. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't know how this thing is nominated for so many awards or won awards. Like, I really like Steve Zahn. Oh, yeah. He's great. I really like, um, yeah, I really like, um, What's her name? Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, she's awesome. And her character's not bad in this. She's just like a little uh, emotionally unstable because um, her mother, uh, you know, passed and she's there to like. So the White Lotus is a resort in Hawaii. And the show is an anthology uh, series where every season is a different group of people who are like coming to stay at the White Lotus for, you know, a certain amount of time, a week, two weeks, whatever. I think there's only two seasons so far. So basically the show starts out. It's at an airport. And it's the people coming back from their time at the White Lotus and the people that are like on their way there. They're like, oh, you're just coming back, blah, blah, blah. Where, what resort do you stay at? And he's like, the White Lotus. And they're like, oh, we heard someone died there. And he's like, yeah, someone died. And they're like, like, do you know who it was? And he's like, leave me the F alone. And then he goes over to the window and you see them like loading a box on a plane that says human remains. And then it's, it's like three weeks earlier. So... Now you're watching and you're like, okay, like, who is it going to be? Right. So, um, and the thing is the, the guy that they asked that he's there on his honeymoon with his new wife. So since he's alone in that scene, I feel like they're trying to push you towards thinking, oh, it's his wife that passed. But I also think that's a really easy red herring to like, just show people and be like, that's going to be someone else. And in every, you know, character, it's like, you're looking at every one of them, like, is it going to be them? Is it going to be them? You know, so that's the whole point of the show. And again, it's really well made. It's well shot. It's beautiful. But I honestly can't stand <laughs> any of these characters. So it's it's almost like whoever it is, I'm going to be like, all right, you know, it's there's no one that I'm like, oh, I hope it's not them. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, we gave it a shot and it wasn't for me. And I asked her, I was like, do you like this? She's like, yeah, it's all right. So I don't think she's super into it either. So, uh, yeah, that's it for watching. And just a couple uh, little pickups. I've been asking the guys uh, in the Discord because I've been hearing kind of, you know, some rumblings on like, you know, even though 4K is available on streaming, speaking of bit rates earlier, um, uh, the bits that you get on streaming 4K are not the same as the bits that you get with a 4K Blu-ray uh, because it can be a constant infinity bit rate as opposed to like you know the streaming will will lower the bit rate to avoid buffering so i've asked the guys hey like what's you know anyone like 4k blu-rays are they any good and most of the most of the people i asked were like ah oh, you know i haven't really you know dabbled too much in it maybe one or two so um coincidentally uh one of my favorite uh films the christopher nolan film interstellar uh had an eight dollar uh, sale on a 4k blu-ray um just uh, recently so grab that we're gonna give that uh, a watch see how that 4k looks i don't have the same uh you know level of tv that uh, some of our buddies like chris do with the the 4k uh, lg oled uh style of tvs but we got a pretty decent uh a 65 inch with uh, hdr so hopefully that looks pretty good um and i did acquire um Probably the last guitar that I'll acquire for a while, um, because I've I've got. It's like famous. Tell you to the, the flea market next. Yeah, week. it's like. 
Yeah, I actually might be going to the flea market tomorrow, <laughs> and, I, and I'll refrain. Um, the main reason why I can't get any more guitars is because now that I have five, and I plan on getting a five-guitar stand, that is all that it will house. Um, but So one of the guitars I've been looking out for for a while is a Les Paul Jr., um, which is oh. a uh, very, See, when, very, when very, very simple guitar. When I read your show notes, the, the I thought you picked Les up the Paul. classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You trolled me. <laughs> That's exactly why I put it in there like that, because I knew you were going to be like, uh, oh, Schwarzenegger DeVito. They did Twins and they did Junior, and you're all excited about it. I'm so glad that you said that, because that's well, exactly why me. I put it in there. So right into your trip. So, yeah, so I just I just, wrote Ju- I just wrote Junior in my pickup notes, and it was for Les Paul Junior. So the Les Paul Junior is a super simple guitar. It's very thin. It's very light. It's a full-size guitar, but it's um, usually just has one uh, bridge pickup. Sometimes it has two, but uh, um, and I've always wanted one in like classic white. I thought I've always thought it was beautiful. So um, someone on Facebook Marketplace it popped up. It was uh, uh, the color I want. You know, it's uh, classic white. It was an Epiphone because the Gibsons are going to be thousands. So it was an Epiphone Les Paul Junior, hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, that's not going to last. Because so, I checked Reverb, and you know they they sell for for a bit more than that in the, in the several hundreds. So I I made a uh, Steven Seagal style executive decision. And I just shot that guy a message and I was like, Hey, I can get it today. And he was like, yep. Like I'll meet you, you know, here. So, and my, my wife was actually going to a thing. So I had, I threw all the kids in the van, drove down to, to the mall. We met outside a store and super, super nice guy. Um, so yeah, grabbed it, threw it, threw it in the car. So, uh, actually, and my wife was out running errands today and, uh, mm-hmm. I ended up in the basement during my youngest uh, nap time. I just laid on the carpet on the basement floor and just played that Les Paul Jr. Uh, like for a good little while. And it was really awesome. I actually wrote a little song too. No words yet, just music. But that's the whole that's the whole point, right? It's like you you collect these guitars, you got to play them. You collect these games, <laughs> you got to play them. So I've been making an effort to like actually play more things than acquire these days, and it's it's working out real well. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully I didn't ramble on too too much. But uh, since we missed uh, uh, missed me last week, oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention since I didn't uh, didn't see you guys last week, uh, the boys have been really flying with uh, uh, the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll just give you a quick catch up where we are. I can't I can't remember what the last thing that we I saw when we spoke was. Hulk and Were we you're getting to Thor or something right after? Yep, so we did watch Thor Dark Worlds. We watched Ooh. Winter Soldier. We watched we oh, watched Guardians man. 1, Guardians 2, Age of Ultron, and oh, then Ant-Man was tonight. It's a fun streak in <laughs> so, too. They were so good. Other than the Dark World, that one's And it's so great though. because Yeah, yeah, other than Dark World, which I think like I think like halfway through like I walked out of the room and I just cleaned the kitchen, which is one room over and like just listened to the rest of it. I was like, man, I remember this not being good. And it's like worse than I remember it. Um, But, you know, what's so interesting is watching them chronologically. They all give little like sometimes like five second or like one line dialogue references to like the thing that happened in the last movie or the thing that's going to happen in the next. And Sometimes it's because these movies actually did come out one after the other. But a lot of times I'll look at the thing and I'm like, no, this one came out years later. So like they made the effort to, you know, like put the chronology in there. So like tonight uh, watching Ant-Man and he's talking to Pim and he's like, you know, like, well, I think our first call should be to the Avengers. 
And Pym is like, I spent my life trying to keep this technology out of the hands of the Stark. And to me, that was like, that's an actually really legitimate reason why he would. Because a lot of these movies, it's like, why wouldn't they yeah. just call the superheroes in the world, right? So he's like, I'm like, yeah, this is a legitimate reason why he wouldn't. Because they open the whole movie up with like Stark not really being the most uh, forthcoming person with dealing with this technology. And uh, and then he follows that up with a line that's like, besides, uh, they're probably busy dropping cities out of skies. And I was like, oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun ride. And uh, the next one is a really cool one that kind of has a bit more of the uh, emotional, um, you know, uh, dial turned up a bit. The, Guardians the next one. Those are my kids favorites, I think. So not only did obviously they loved them. Um, but halfway through, I can't remember if it was the first or second one. Cause we watched them, you know, they, they're, yeah. they're chronologically, they're back to back. Um, like one of my kids kind of looks over and he's like, there's a <laughs> lot of bad words in these movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. Cause I didn't really realize that before, but, and also they think things are bad right. words that probably some adults wouldn't consider bad words, which is probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, they are, uh, and you can really, feel the um the tone shift when you have james gunn involved uh from what you know the marvel movies before them yeah, and then kind of whiplash to go from like winter soldier uh, and to guardians yep yep so so yeah they're into them um and uh so the next one we got coming up is oh, civil fun. war uh, which is a really important one, uh, yeah, story-wise, and they're going to kind of see some and of the, the inner conflict, obviously, and so then far, like all together, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, and then we got uh, nice. Spider-Man: Homecoming, Black Widow, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Thor. So that like every time I think, oh, we're getting we're getting close because like Thanos has been in a few things, and there's some Infinity Stones, but like then I look forward and I'm like, man, it's still like yeah. a good little ways before you get to uh you know the infinity war so but yeah they're they're still like because for a while we would show them a harry potter movie and then it's like oh you want to watch the next one and they're like oh like you know maybe next week let's watch something else so i was almost thinking they were going to get burned out but like every friday they're like what movie is it tonight so they're still like super into kind of seeing what comes next which is great so yeah that's the uh that's the marvel uh update and that'll do it for me so Kelsey, yeah, you want to tell us what you've been up to? Things, actually, uh, I had Andor on my list too. I feel the same way about Bill. The show has been phenomenal. Mm. It is one of my favorite Star Wars things in a very long time, and it's probably the 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 evilest I've ever seen the Empire portrayed. Like they're actually terrifying and scary in that show. And and in the movies, it's like yeah, Vader and and the Emperor are terrifying, but the rest of them are just kind of there. Um, but in, in Andor, like you get down yeah. to, to just regular people in the empire and they're ferocious and terrifying. Yeah. And, and you know, what kind of struck me and we'll talk about this if we end up doing like a, a more at length, but, uh, supervisor Amiro, like, it's weird how you're kind of yeah. rooting for her and you're like, why am I rooting for her? Like, is this just the way I'm conditioned as someone watching this? Cause you want her to, you know, screw that other guy like she knows what's going on but then after a while you're like no i shouldn't yeah. have been rooting for her so it's conflicted this... feelings there totally I'm... yeah i'm curious then what you guys think because i'm not watching the show and i've talked about more star wars doubt but 
Um, that's interesting you talk about that kind of shift because to me, you kind you know previously I always thought of it like okay the Sith mm. were in the background and they were the real evil pulling the strings behind the scenes, but right. most of the other folks were yeah. they were just people right and they were in positions right. and they were doing whatever like most of the, like the Empire guys were yeah. just like military guys yep. right I mean that was and they were just military guys they were doing their job and I didn't really think of them. To me, this always almost sounds worse, though, because it's like now you paint them into a caricature of inhuman they're, things. They're not you know inhuman. Mean? Right. Um, but like yeah. Bill said, like you kind of like right. root for one of them and you realize, oh, like maybe I shouldn't. Like they really portray her as like a complex person. Uh, but you see like like Palpatine is mentioned several times, but like none of the Sith or, or Jedi are in the show. Uh, and it's like his policies that he's enacting through the senate you can see them like rippling around in different really scary ways and how it's it's especially sucks right now with with some of the politics especially down where you guys are you can kind of see like how policy effect ripples down and affects people's lives and and it's it's i don't know probably the best time this could have come out like it just parallels stuff that's going on right now and it's kind of scary yeah and and another thing that's really like it's it's the absolute most I've cared about the rebellion in a long, long, long time, and they're doing it without like the mention of a Jedi. Like I don't need a lightsaber. Like it's it's just people, and and what's it called? Um, Rogue Rogue One was kind of like that, but like you still felt like there was enough organizational push behind it, where like it felt like an organization. The the rebellion, the people in what's not even really known as the rebellion when this story starts, it just feels like people and the natural thing that would happen. And there's like a little bit of connective tissue, but it's all very, very hush hush. And you don't even start with the Empire. It's like this like mm-hmm. security contractor that like works under or for the Empire for like this little area. And then when something happens with them, like they kind of get on the Empire's radar. And there's a character who is with that security outfit that ends up getting with the Empire. And you you just see how, how the story kind of branches out. But it's not a story that's like, okay, well, we have to end with Luke killing Vader. So now we're going to work backwards from there. It, it starts as a really, really good story. And it very naturally progresses and expands and comes back in and shifts and there's just something so sinister about the way the empire is and really not for like, you know, these crazy reasons of like, Oh, well we're the best and we must rule everyone. Like everyone in the empire thinks they're doing like the absolute best thing. Like I know better than you, what's good for you. And uh, it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, get it down into, you know, a little concise little two sentence. This is what the show's about, but like, and Sarah's not into it. So I'll finish the show, and then the next morning I'll just tell her, I, I can't even tell you like how good and the, how good this the is. The rebellion and like, too; and they're not like like in a New Hope when it's just like you just know it's a bunch of good guy heroes kind of thing. Like you see the dirty stuff some of them have to do, and the sacrifice they're willing to make, and the really like really gross decisions they they feel they have to make in order to make progress, and like it, it's very messy. Yeah. And they're not honest with each other because they yeah, don't totally the know who they thing, can yeah. trust. So th- so things will happen and then like two guys on the same side will meet and they're like, hey, g- 
good job over there. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they go back and forth with that, like over and over and over. And it's not that they don't trust each other. They don't know who they're working for because it's so early in, in this rebellion. Like they don't know where the spies are. And then you come to find out not always with consequence, but you come to find out, oh man, it's a good thing. That person didn't tell that person that because there is a connection that someone could have figured it out from. It's super espionage but not like overly like Jason Bourne type stuff where it's just all, you know, it, there, there's just, there's so much going on and uh, I'm like, kind of like you, like I wouldn't say Star Wars out, but I, I wasn't just itching to get into another show. So I didn't even start watching this right when it started airing. And now that I've gotten into it, I'm like, all right, this is, this yeah. is the one that I needed. And uh, yeah, terrific. Call me when Greedo gets his own show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, they were going to do that one, uh, but uh, uh, Han's show has to get shot first. <laughs> so after they do oh, that God. show. <laughs> um, Bill was ragging on Neil Patrick Harris earlier. I made my son watch Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog with me a few days ago. That is a really fun <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris show. Have you ever seen it? Okay. I've heard of it. No, so yeah, it's only not. like 45 minutes long in its entirety because I think it was shot as like a web series, like in, in little shorter parts. Uh, it's mm. musical. It's got Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Felicia Day, and Nathan Fillion. And it's hilarious. And the songs are great. Uh, he, he plays yeah. a supervillain who's trying to join this like league of uh, supervillains. And Captain Hammer is uh, Nathan Fillion, and he's like his foil. And they both are, uh, fall for the same girl. <laughs> and it's like this love triangle thing. It's really, really funny. And it's short. Give him a shot. He's a good singer. Yeah. Yeah. It's highly rated, and I've heard good things about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I just never never pulled the trigger on it. Um, I watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I hadn't seen in a really long time. I, like, I loved the first book I read when I was a teenager, and it's so funny. And I remember being underwhelmed by the movie, but I was like, I got to give this another shot. You know, it's sci-fi and comedy. Like, those don't happen very often. Maybe I, I just didn't appreciate it. And no, it's just kind of there like the 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 stuff from the book doesn't get translated very well in the movie like the same jokes are there but they're just not mm. as funny to watch as they are to read i guess mm. yeah. yeah this is the, the yeah. sam rockwell and, like, one it's a great cast in it yeah. and they still just like nothing really mm. happens yeah um i watched the batman on 4k blu-ray uh, because B Bill was asking about oh, 4K cool. stuff, and I'm like, I've had this movie for a while. I've got the OLED uh, TV. Uh, why haven't I put it in yet? Because you know, I saw it twice in the theater, and I'm like, I'll, I'll mm. definitely watch this again at some point. Uh, on 4K, like that movie is really cool because it's so dark during a lot of times, uh, and then when those colors happen, like they really pop. Uh, like the scene they show in the trailer mm -hmm. when he's walking down the hall and the gunfire is going off, and that's the only lighting you have looks so good and mm. and right near the end yeah. uh when all the uh the the conference center is like flooding and there's all the snipers up top and the the, mm. the skylight just like explodes and he like falls out of it like amazing it looks so cool in 4k mm. um i took my family to the theater and we watched black panther wakanda forever and mm. it was really long it was great uh i i'm i'm only lukewarm on the first black panther one i like this one a little more 
my daughter though she was really bored like i asked her if she wanted to come she's like yeah i want to see black panther and an hour into the movie she leaned over to me and she's like dad i thought we were going to see black panther because they hadn't done any superhero stuff yet like there was a lot of tribute to uh oh. to t'challa and chad mcboseman uh the start and they were really like everyone was grieving and, and setting up some story and then all the namor stuff was happening too so it took a, a long time to get to what my daughter wanted to see. So she was really bored during that movie. But uh, so um, I'm I'm gonna watch this when it comes to Disney Plus. But I was just curious, and I don't want to know too much. But with the T'Challa stuff, do they use like some old footage, or do they CGI him in? Like, how do they kill him off? Is he in it, or do they just no, like he, something it's, happen? It's more tasteful now. Yeah, they didn't like do the Disney CGI like recreate him kind of thing. Well, like the princess yeah, Leia, no, it, you know? it's immediate at the start. They they get into get into his okay. death, uh, kind of just just off screen a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that's um, fine. Yeah, that's but fine. and then at the end, you know, they do a little little more tribute too. But like the opening and everything, like when they do the Marvel logo that comes out at the start, it's like dead silent. There's no music, and all of the images are T'Challa in mm. the Marvel logo and stuff. Mm. Um, it was yeah that that part was was well done i thought uh, obviously they would have liked to do it differently they kind of it's not a bad way that that he died but it's just a i don't know boring cliched way i guess um but namor really cool uh ironheart got introduced and she seems fantastic um they really because of him dying like it was a mostly female cast because uh, you've still got Shuri, mm. uh, you got Okoye, you got uh, Nakia, you've got Ironheart introduced. Uh, so other than Namor and uh, Mbaku, it was mostly the ladies, and they did awesome. Really cool. So they don't find the next they do. Black Panther yeah, in the I, movie? I, I didn't want to spoil that, but yeah, oh, okay. someone else okay. takes the mantle over. Well, I mean, that seems they have yeah. that's the mm. part of the, you know, it takes pass yeah. down. That's what happens. Um, they're like i haven't read a lot of namor stuff i've read a few like the old 60s like hulk used to fight him once in a while like i've read that stuff uh he's in the illuminati and things like that he's got that stupid catchphrase that i totally forgot about it was like buried way deep in the back of my mind and he said it during a fight in the theater and the whole theater was silent except for me going because <laughs> he yells imperious rex in the comics whenever he goes into battle and it's it's a gibberish phrase that oh. Stan Lee just made up and was like, This sounds cool. He's gonna say it every time he does something heroic. <laughs> and so he says it and I like I'd forgotten about that phrase until he said it in the movie and it caught me off guard and I did this stupid chuckle. It's a little embarrassing, but uh, it was a fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's funny that they did it where it was quiet enough. It was quiet in this fight where yeah. you could then well, be our heard. Theater, like we went on opening day. We went in the middle of the day because it was Remembrance Day. Mm. Um, it was like maybe mm. half full and it was like families too. It wasn't like the uh-huh. hardcore like first day fans. They, I guess they would have went in the evening or maybe this one was just uh, not on the radar for a lot of people. Mm. But it was not a packed mm. theater like I was expecting. Um, I, who came first? Aquaman or sure Namor? Because whatever it is, like, both of them are characters that really probably shouldn't be around. If you, like, I don't you know. Me. <laughs> and they, like, they want to try to put them in front. I'm like, they, 
they they've had cool Why? moments but yeah they've had more lows than highs for sure both of them i know like in black adam i was like oh black adam that's cool or like Hawkman's even hawkman cool. was like oh hawkman that's pretty cool Man, they kept namor's Aquaman wing ankles like i could not believe it with all the redesigns they do they kept oh, that really? and so he could like fly with these cool steps it actually looked really red i liked it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. that's that's the one thing i don't like about um like we don't make a huge effort to go see the movies like super early like like kind of like chris like we'll see him when we can see him but like not seeing black adam immediately it was immediately spoiled for me, right. like who's in it, kind of what's coming next, uh, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it would have been, you know, probably cool to see, but like, you know, we just don't get to be in the, the early crew. Characters that are in that that are in the trailer, though. Not the yeah. one that I, I didn't know too. was in there. Uh. Oh, I'm just thinking like the trailer's got Black Adam, Adam of course, it's got Doctor Fate. Uh, yeah, Adam Smasher, Doctor Fate, Hawkman. There's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It did. It did uh, have all of yeah, those. Anyway, moving on. Uh, that same day. I, yep. I, I know who you're talking about, but I mean. Okay. I'm sorry yep. somebody spoiled it for you. Yeah, it's, it's it is what um, it is. The same I'll, day I'll we live. watched Black Panther, it's we had some friends movie. over. We tried to watch mm-hmm. uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, the week prior, and failed. I felt so, so bad. They they were like, I think we have that. a Roku box like in our basement somewhere we haven't used in three years. So they dug it out, brought it over. And then we watched it uh, that day, and man, it was really good. It was so funny. Have you? Yeah. We still haven't watched it. I just assumed that Roku would be a, a channel on the Vizio TVs, yeah. and like it's not. So we same thing have not found a way to procure legitimately Weird yet. Al I'd himself like to. is like, like to, you given know, permission right to way. torrent and VPN it if you need to. <laughs> He's like, go for it. Oh man. well, then just give me a moment. Oh, All right, yeah. we'll be watching that tomorrow. I'm going to guess that Weird Al doesn't have the probably not. own the copyright to the film. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. I I laughed a lot. And there's so yeah. many. I, di- I didn't realize how they were going to play the movie. I, I, like, I didn't know which direction it was yeah. going. And they went in a really weird direction I didn't expect. And it really worked. They play it so straight. I thought that the, tra- I thought that the trailer was a parody trailer and that the movie wasn't going to be like that. It's like, Oh, they're just poking fun at, you know, like biopics. And then I was like, Oh no, like that's yeah. like how the movie is. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and even like the stuff with the really early life before they get to the Daniel Radcliffe stuff. Uh, it's hilarious. It's so good. The young guys that play him are awesome. Mm. Um, th- th- there's like little nuggets of like, real life in there but there's a lot where they've obviously over exaggerated it or just went in a completely different direction and there's tons of little cameos too there's this one like pool party they go to and and it's full of like people that were like super popular in the 80s like gallagher and Wee herman and alice cooper played by other celebrities mm. impersonating those celebrities it's really good <laughs> yeah that's terrific. Uh, for gaming stuff, uh, I've still been playing like a ton of Nintendo to, to do this book work. Um, went through a lot of RPGs since last time we spoke. Finished up the shoot 'em up stuff. I've been working on some some puzzle and uh, arcade kind of games lately. Um, on Sundays, I've been meeting up with my buddy again. He's been gone for a little while, but he's back now. So we played some Dragon Quest Heroes 2 again. 
still pretty early in that one. And then our patron uh, engineer, Mike, we picked up Rule of Rose after not being able to get together for a few weeks. Uh, I think we were both hoping to like finish it around mm-hmm. Halloween, but we had some things come up. So I think we probably have one more session on that game. And I'm, and I'm pretty confident I speak for both of us when it's kind of two thumbs down. Like, don't, if you're spending money on this huge, expensive PS2 game, uh, it's not to play it. it it's awful. Mm-hmm. I felt fine with selling it. When yeah, I my you copy. did not miss yeah. anything if you didn't play it. It is one of the one of the I worst survival horror games I've played, I think. It's really bad. That's about it for me. So uh, uh, I know you mentioned uh, that uh, uh, Engineer Mike's got an analog pocket oh, no. on the way. No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's showing up at your house, but that's his, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think it's actually been in my province for like a week, and then all of a sudden they decided to call me, and they're like, hey, there's a customs fee before we can release it to you. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you call me a week ago? Yeah. Is this, I get flashbacks of your uh, PlayStation uh, well, uh, fiasco, right? that one was like tracked in town. This one's like in the custom center, like down in Richmond. So it's it's quite a ways away from me, just across the border. Um, gotcha. So it did make it here today or yesterday. So I'll have to wait until Monday or Tuesday for it to show up, I think. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk about that next time. That's That's exciting. Good, good stuff. All right. So, Chris, I don't see a lot on your list, but it looks dense. Um, so, I, I don't want you to put everything in here. But, but speaking of PlayStations and Engineer Mike, like he's always saying, like, I'm not going to get a PlayStation 5 until I can find it in a store. And everybody's like, oh, that's, you know, when are you going to see it in a store? I was at Best Buy the other day, and there was two of them sitting in the store. Yep. And so people I, I were just, not clamoring yep. to get them. They were just sitting there. Yeah. No, I, I didn't mention this, but uh, this probably like since we recorded last, so like within the last several weeks, I was at Target and I saw a Series X's and I was like, oh, there it is. There's the first time. And then I went to the next aisle and it was a PS5. I was like, oh, it is the year 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I'm never really in stores, so I don't know yeah, if that's I, yeah. a common thing or not. I just happened to be there and I was like, oh, they're there and all of the black friday ads that have just started to pop like yesterday and today they all have you know bundles so everybody's got you know they might be holding them right now but yeah the the consoles are going to be uh available next week for anybody who wants to get one yeah i mean these were just sitting in the glass case i mean and like i said it's not like people were like waiting in line to get one they were just right. hanging out doing their stuff very cool but um no, because I, I so was. What, so what are you waiting for, Engineer Mike? Get, get yourself to Indiana. <laughs> Come on, dude. If Bill can see him and I can see him, yeah. they gotta be around somewhere. Uh, but I was out and about because um, I had to kill a little time. Annoying stories, but so I take my car to the dealership to get you know like the normal servicey kind of junk done, and uh, like I get home and you know it's like the oil change or tire rotation that kind of junk. And I get home, and one of the wheel covers is missing. And I'm like, well, crap. What happened? Like, either I drove off, and they didn't have it on there, or they didn't put it on right, and it came off. And so, so I call them up. I'm like, hey, what's the deal? You know, and I get home, and I'm missing the wheel cover. 
And, uh, well, all right, well, I will call you back. Okay, call me back. And then they call me back a little later. Well, that's the situation, so I had to explain it all again, right? Like, I just went there, I just got home. Wheel cover's gone. So either you got it somewhere, and yeah. <laughs> we put it on, or, or you didn't put it on very well because it didn't stay on until I got home. And you guys just rotated the tires. And, okay, well, I'll call you back. A while later, call me back. All right, well, well, we'll order one. You come in and get it. Should be here in a couple days. All right, fine, whatever. It's like, all right, sounds good enough to me. So um, it was the other night, and um, so I was going to go out and do some errands because this will come up a little later. I'd gotten some <laughs> Ming bucks uh, to go trade it into some gift cards, so I went to buy something. But so I was out and I was doing some other stuff, and while I was out, I went to go to get the wheel cover and pick it up. And I go in there and there, uh, and I go to the parts desk. Like, oh, we'll have it at the parts desk for you. Like, okay, here it is. And then they hand me the bill, and I go, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, yeah, we got the, we ordered this part for you." I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> like that's not the conversation that I had. Uh, here's the situation. I had to explain it." And so, you know, they like whoever just like made this goofy little note on the thing and hadn't written or explained anything. So I won't go through all of it, but like I had some time to kill. So I went to Best Buy, <laughs> which is like right by mm. the dealership while I'm waiting for them to sort it out. And they're like, well, we'll call you and come and whatever. Right? I'm like, I hate to explain it to you. You talk to your boss or whatever. I'm not buying this thing. Either you're going to give it to me. And I'll be back again later, or you're not going to give it to me. I'm never coming back here again, right? <laughs> There's only two ways this thing's going down. And they're like, yeah. well, my boss is busy. I think, you know, it was towards the end of the day. And I'm like, this is fine, man. I'll just stick right around here. You call me. I'm like, I'll sit in the dealership and stare at the wall for a while. So I went over, that's why I went over to Best Buy. And like, and they had the PlayStation 5 and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, long story short, they gave me the wheel cover. You know, duh. Because why would they, you know, you could... I've bought two cars from you. I've come in for service all the time. Anyway, sometimes, though, you're just like, come on, people. It's not that complicated. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so I was in Best Buy. But also, while I was out there, yeah, like I said, I had um, well, a little more story as well. I, like, I, I've mentioned it before. I do these Bing search things, and I know Bill does it, too. And um, after you collect so many points, you can get gift cards and things and whatever. Like... Obviously, they give you the best deal if you get, like, the Microsoft gift cards for the digital stuff. But you can also get, like, Walmart and Amazon and, and some other stuff that's on there, too. So, it's usually what I do. is I just kind of rack these points up and just keep them going until I've got enough to do something interesting with. And um, so, you know, I, I'd use it to get some Elden Ring stuff. Like, you know, whatever it was a long time ago when that came out. Didn't pay for all the, some of it. And so I'd been racking those points up, and then um, I was going to use them for Christmas stuff this time around. But my work has a, a thing where you, like, you can recognize people, and they give you, like, points. And then there's, like, a, an online store you can shop from with your points or whatever it is. So um, my wife had mentioned something about what they wanted for Christmas, and I was like, oh, wait, let me go check and see if, like, maybe, you know they'll have it on this online thing and i had enough points to where yeah what what she wanted was there and it was actually pretty nice so i'm like awesome so i'm just gonna do that i'm gonna get the thing 
So I ordered that from there, and I'm like, okay, well, cool. Now I've got some of these Bing points. And so I cashed them in for some Walmart gift cards, and I picked up a copy of Tactics Ogre. Because thankfully, Tactics Ogre is only like 50 bucks. It's not a full-priced game. So um, that worked out. And I, so, yeah, I picked up Tactics Ogre the other night and just got a little time to play with it. I, I really only installed it last night, fired it up today, and started playing a little bit. Just got through a couple of like the tutorial uh, combat things and kind of the introduction to the story. So I'm really not very far into it. Um, you can tell it's a very deep game, um, which not surprising. I mean, I've heard about the series a lot, but I've not played one of the titles. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of meat to sink, sink my teeth into there. So that'll be a good winter game to play for a while while I wait for um, some other bills to get taken care of. And then, you know, games like God of War and some of these other ones yeah. that I want to play to come down in price or maybe be on a Gamefly sale or something where I can get a decent deal on them. Because while I look forward to playing the next God of War game, um, and I know it'll be good, it's one of those games where I'll play it yeah. once and I'll kind of be done. So that's not seventy dollars to me. The exact same boat on um, that one. Let me know when it hits hits your price point, and I'll see if it's close to mine, and we can play together again. Yeah, I you know like thirty to forty dollars, I think, is my yeah. price point for that. Because I know it'll be really good, but again, I know it's a one and done, and so that's not really worth plunking down that kind of money, um, especially because the amount of time. I mean, I played like the crap out of that yeah. game, the first one, and. Still, even that, there's not truckloads of content there. It just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like you know, like Tactics, I can tell it's going to be a, a big game. It looks me a lot to do in there. And, you know, it's interesting. So, um, anyway, that's what's been going on with the gaming side. Um, not a lot else other than that. And then on the flip side of watching things, um, I've not watched a ton other than, like, some very specific things. So, um, first off... I know you guys are into it, and it's my, um, my, uh, you know, not great TV, but things I like to watch. The Survivor's been going on, of course, again, like, you know, for the kajillionth time. So I'm, I'm enjoying watching Survivor, and um, I'm still spoiled after watching um, Australian Survivor. Because I actually found out like they have a lot less commercials than we do, and that's why it's so much longer. Um, and so when I've I watch heard one people of... who visit this country say that like, why, like there's so many. And I remember years ago, someone that like a uh, uh, Sarah's got family in the UK, and they would complain about commercials. And she was like, "You don't have commercials over there?" She's like, "Yeah, we do, but they're like in a lump at the beginning of a program, and then the entire program's not interrupted." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, that's great." And like she's like here, it's like every five six minutes, like oh, then it flips over, and she's like, "This is awful." Yeah, um, so it just they have to shorten everything to be so concise, right? Like mm-hmm. it's they don't have any time for much story wise. Like you don't really get to know the people very much. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, watching that, and then I've been watching The Amazing Race because it just comes on right after, and it's kind of like eh, whatever. I'm watching TV. I guess I'll watch this <laughs> schlock as well. I, I, you don't have to yell at me. I know it's not great TV, but I've, I've watched every season of this show since it came out 20-whatever years ago. Dag yeah. on it. I'm going to keep watching this show. <laughs> so uh, my, that's, that's how my mom is with the shows she watches. She's like, I know they're not, you know, like, 
high society, you know, Shakespeare, the best writing, but she likes all these generic, you know, she called generic cop shows. So like all of the, whatever the NYPDs and the blue bloods <laughs> and the fire people and the FBI people and the Miami and the Louisiana, just like the same version of every show in different cities. She's like, uh, it's fluff, but I like it. Yeah, and my dad's like, popcorn yeah, or something, right? exactly. Yeah. And my dad's like, I can't be in the room when these things are on. Yeah, I'm not trying to encourage anybody else to watch these shows. I'm just saying that I enjoy them, and it's my that's awesome my garbage TV to watch. Um, and then on HBO Max uh, recently, they added all the Star Trek films, all of them, and and I'm like, I saw this okay because I, I I checked the recently added. Yes, constantly and it was like an entire page of star trek yes there. it's like the film collection is what they call it and like it's literally all the films yeah and except for like the new trek which is fine because mm. the kelvin timeline thing forget it i don't care mm. but um so I'm, I'm like man I'm, I'm gonna watch right i'm gonna watch it because a while back <clears throat> i i said before on the show they did um like the director's cut or whatever of of the first movie where they like totally redid the movie and like the first movie or not, it, it, they did a great job on it. It looked beautiful. Um, I love the second film. And I've, wa- I've, I've got like a Blu-ray copy of that. So I didn't need to watch that one again. So it's like, okay, I'm going to start with Star Trek 3. Because I haven't mm. seen Star Trek 3 since probably like the 80s. Mm. Uh, m- most of them since then. And so I've watched since the last time I watched Star Trek 3, 4, and mm. 5. And so going back now, Star Trek three has its moments where it's pretty cool. And it also has your moments like, wait, what? Like they steal the enterprise and it's like five people. And if you've ever watched Star (laughs) Trek, it's like there's hundreds of people to run a starship. And it's like, I, yeah. there's like five of you. <laughs> yeah. How? Even, even in the good ones, there's usually that, like, I've told the story before where my buddy, like, showed me first contact. He's like, this is going to, like, get you back into it or get you interested in kind of like the TNG crew. And then at the end of it where he's like, all right, set a course for the future. I was like, wait a minute. How do they get back to the future? And he's like, <laughs> they just do. <laughs> if you so, watch Star Trek, yeah. you know about time travel because they yeah. do plenty so, of it. So, so I'll be honest. I... I have super fond memories of Star Trek three, uh, like really, really, really emotional memories of like, you know, rediscovering Spock and like the, the you know, like the, the needs of the few. Yeah, sure. Like, I really, really, really love the entire premise of that, but like the, the kind of saving Private Ryan-esque yeah. message of like, you know, of that movie. And I've actually thought about going back and watching it. And I'm like, I don't want it to not be as good as I remember it. I think there's a lot but, of, there's enough shining points in Star Trek. Three. Awesome. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, there's a few points where you're kind of like, but in, yeah. like that, that's probably the biggest piece is going, wait a minute, like five I, people. I hope at some point Star when they were making Saving <laughs> Private Ryan, someone was like, we have to make this search for Spock-esque. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to make the search for Spock war film. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, it is kind of like, I mean, 
Bill's right. It's very, that's kind of that, like, man, we're going out and we're doing it all at all yeah. costs, right? Yeah. This and it's, and, 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 and the fact that it's the most logical being, right? Well, like, well, the, the needs of the many outweigh. And it's like, okay, I get the logic behind that. And then it's humans are illogical. So it would make sense. You know, it's, there's, there's, because the, the old, you know, rule that everyone's heard, or not rule, or like the old uh, saying, you know, like the, the even ones are good, right? Um, but I remember hearing that and then going and watching and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you fives, not, you know, a shining beacon of a cinematic masterpiece, but like, I really like one and I really like three, you know? So it's, I don't it's, agree with uh, the whole even thing. Cause I don't either. Going into Star Trek four. Oh boy. Um, yeah. a, it's like a, it's an after school special. When you're watching it now, you're going wow i noticed they must have had a really low budget like yeah. a really like the intro like title card like credit thing they do has like the most generic painted by hand space background mm. that never changes and like the credits are done and like yeah like i i did this on my home setup yeah um, and you know what's so cool about uh about going back to one is when they show the enterprise oh, yeah. like you can you can tell that they were like this is the like this is an enormous deal being able to see this on this big screen and this and the scene takes forever it does and you're watching and watching it at home and you're like why is this taking so long and it's like because they knew it was going to be up on the big screen and then and people were going to be like flipping out so they they gave them their their time with the enterprise so there, there's there are really cool things about going back and watching some of these older ones and it's said a lot that in Star Trek, the Enterprise is a character. Sure. And people get attached to the character of the ship. So having that relationship where you get to yeah. see, oh, and it's got the new design. Yeah. And it's, you know, they... So so I'm not like, uh, uh, I don't know if, if Trekkie is still the word that they use, but like I'm not what you would consider like a diehard Trek fan. I just like Trek now and then. And I was at some video game convention. I can't remember which one, but uh, there was someone there showing off some new Star Trek game. And I kind of walked up to the booth and they were like, oh, are you a Star Trek fan? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, kind of like casually. And then he asked the question that you ask of all Star Trek fans. What's your favorite Enterprise? Because like everyone's got like a version that they like. And I'm like. You know, I don't know what they're called, so I'm like, oh, you know, like uh, you know, the one, the one from this one, and he's like, oh yeah, the blah blah blah, the Mark Four, and you know, nine point <laughs> five, six. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know all those. I mean, like, I would know, like, okay, Retrofit Enterprise, which is the one that came in the first movie, right, where they mm, redid right. it mm -hmm. from the old TV show. Yeah, but it's it's like when you talk about it being a character, like it absolutely is. Oh yeah, uh, that's why I think that scene in Star Trek Three where they blow the ship up yeah is such a big thing in that movie and it's given almost like that like a person died and it has this scene mm. where it's falling through the sky and they're just looking up like wow you know we did mm -hmm. this thing and uh yeah you're almost like oh man like you killed your friend to do this yeah. right to save spock um which kind of doesn't work as well because again like in four like at the end of four like okay we're gonna send you on your new new assignment now and they're like okay well, well where do you think we're gonna end up uh, i think we're gonna go here i think we're gonna go there come up over 
it's the Enterprise again. It just has a dash A. It's kind of like, oh, I mean, you kind of just killed that. Anyway, but four, a little rough. Not going to lie. A little rough to watch four now. Um, five, though? I didn't have the best memories of five. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching five. Cool. I, I got a lot more out of that than I thought I was going from memory. Interesting. Remembering yeah. five, I was like, I liked that. That was pretty good. That's super interesting. Yeah, I I had not great memories of it, and I I fired it up like on a whim. It was on something. This is years ago, like within the last five years. And it was like the rock mountain climbing scene yes, at the in the beginning. And then, you know, was, uh, like I watched that whole scene and immediately I was like, yeah, like it's it's what I remember. I'm not I'm not keeping going with this. But it's interesting that you got some good stuff out of it. That's great. Yeah, there's like the the Cybok part and kind of like his piece and some of that. Once the movie gets going, I'll agree. The mm-hmm. start's not the strongest start. It's not like yeah. they've learned now in movies, right? Like start with action and then you can slow right. it down. And we talked about it with video games, too. It's like, don't make your first level first. Make the first level last. Like, now that you know, like, you know, what's going on, what the game is, like, the best way to present it. Because how many times have you played, like, a really bad, boring beginning or first level to a game? And it's like, this gets so much better after this. So You hate to hear that, too, because you're like, I don't want to sit through all that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, well, it's all right. Final Fantasy Thirteen gets great after well, the first one. It's 20. more than 20 hours if you're waiting for it to open up. It's more uh, like it's, 40 it's, to 50. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. And also Plus it's good that. from the start. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm going to keep going because, honestly, I don't even remember what Star Trek Six is even about. Uh, really? I, so I, I know it's the Undiscovered so, Country. I don't even remember yep. in my head what it is. I don't want to spoil it for you, but can I just tell you I've seen what the it's movie about? Before. It's fine. So, uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, the legend. Um, so he's oh, the plane that in it, one. Right? It's that one. Yeah. So like where there's like a, like a, like a trial Yes. and like, you know, him and Spock end up on like this, like prison, like colony planet thing. And there's a bird of prey that can fire when she's cloaked. Like I think Kirstie Alley's in it. I remember it being really Kirstie good. Kirstie Alley's in two. Oh, she's real. I, th- yeah. I thought I remember her being because her character because because she didn't want to do the movies oh, no, after that, I'm, and they swapped no, her thinking, out for somebody else. I'm thinking of the other actress. I'm thinking of the one that Spock reads the mind of in six, like in in Undiscovered Country, like yeah, I don't to get like info. Yeah, I'm, I'm I see the scene in my head, but yeah, it's uh, Undiscovered. I kind of forgotten I about great. which one. Yeah, because I remember Christopher and, Lloyd and, as and, the Klingon, but and then wait a minute, this isn't Klingon blood, and then yeah, so it's. So oh, it's like, like the mystery, yeah. And then because they're killing like Klingons like with their gravity boots, and it's this is weird like light pink blood. Like I didn't realize that Klingons have uh like it looks like the ooze from Ghostbusters too. Aliens have all different like Vulcans have green blood and Romulans. Yeah. So there you go. And, and and another quick thing about Andor <laughs> uh, that that uh, just that that I didn't realize. Just speaking of aliens, when you look at the Empire. Like in Andor, and even like in the later movies, it's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent humans, and I don't know if that was on purpose. There's very very few other races, you know, running the Empire, and it's it's true in the movies. It's true in uh, all of Andor so far. 
it's all people and i'm, I'm it's curious like, if that yeah, was like intentional Thrawn not, and like an interesting... the odd sith apprentice is like the only exceptions to that i can think of mm. yeah it's funny to me yeah because star trek like the like the Klingons forever were the bad guys until they made them not the bad guys anymore. And then the, the Romulans are the bad guys, but mm. um, it's kind of weird how that stuff goes. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep trudging through. I'll watch the next generation movies. And so I'm going to watch all of them. Because that's, that's awesome. the nice thing about it. Because most of them are like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? I can yeah. watch one before bed. They're not that long. I can have yeah. fun. And, and that was uh, one of Tom Hardy's first roles, right? Was... Uh... Uh, Star Trek. Uh, he was the, um, like the 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 uh, the uh, not Kirk. Um, he was a Picard, like the Picard, like clone character. What was uh, the name of that one? I don't. Again, it's been a. I okay. You have to think like the the next generation movies. I haven't watched them since they came out in the theater. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I got to look it up. But this was one of Tom Hardy's first roles. Like. And it's before he got his teeth fixed, so like it kind of doesn't look like him. Um, but yeah, it's the one where uh, uh, there's a movie where Data is like trying to like scan him without him telling, without him knowing about it, and he's like, "You can scan me without subterfuge." And like he scans him, and Data's like, "Like, sir, like this can't be possible. It's like a hundred percent match for you." And it's because this guy was like made with Picard's like DNA, like as a clone or something. I can't like I can't remember if it was Insurrection or which one it was. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to watch all the rest of those. So if you guys, uh, you know, if you want to talk some Star Trek. Watch I some Star actually Trek picked movies, up but, all uh, of the yeah. uh, Next Generation ones, like in a Blu-ray pack, uh, not too long ago. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. It was uh, Nemesis was the word Nemesis. I was looking for. Oh, that one was not very good. Right. Correct. Uh, yeah. Because I, I always remember, like, was... out of the, the Next Generation films, that's the one that's not great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, besides that, you know, to get to talk a little geeky real quick, and I won't spend forever on this, but um, I, I've had a an old external floppy disk drive that I've had sitting around for a little while um, that I've not had an opportunity to really do much with, so I, I took some time to tear into it the other day, and because I want to make sure, you know, it worked and I tested it and everything, so got it out. Um, for those that don't know... Um, the floppy drive standard was set for IBM PCs were a thing. It's called the Shugart standard. And that standard calls for four disk drives, a maximum of four. Um, PCs typically only ever had two, uh, and that's because IBM cheated on how they did things. Um, they didn't use the full Shugart standard. Um, they infamously put a twist in their cable and just put everything on drive ID one so they didn't have to fool with it. And so getting four drives in an IBM PC is much trickier than it is. You can do it, but anyway. Uh, but on this old system, it was pretty easy, and it was a straight pass-through cable. So um, with something like this, though, you have to be able to, like, it's set up, when I take the drive apart, it's set as drive ID zero because, you know, that would usually be the first one in the chain, and... It's hardwired that way. So I had to do a little work on it um, to put in basically like a jumper block so I could switch the drive ID on it. Uh, afterwards, I could do some training. First, I had to switch it to drive ID 1 so I could put it in a PC so I could test it. And uh, and then now I can just switch it to whatever I want to. So it works fine. 
Um, I, I don't know if I'll actually keep it around in case I need it or I might just end up selling it. But um, I did some work on that and I was I was very glad. I, these old floppy drives are built like tanks and they usually work really well. Like, man, they're like cast iron <laughs> monsters. So most of the time, unless the the read-write head is dead, they're, they're usually pretty good. And then our good friend uh, Bickman, 2K, he's been digging into some stuff as well. He got some PC parts and things, so we've been chatting on the side a little bit. And we're going to do some swapping around of some parts. Um, so I'll get some older stuff that I'm more interested in, and maybe I'll pass some stuff over that's a little more modern that he's looking for. So maybe I'll have some updates about that in the future, but it's been going on for me. That's pretty great. So yeah, it was uh your your notes were deceptive. You had plenty to chat it's about all there. up here. I know. I've tried that before and yeah, then I get to the end too. and I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> so I definitely need notes. Uh, like like th like uh, during the day, I'll just think, "Ooh, I don't want to forget that." And I'll I'll throw it in the doc. So um so yeah, I I figured uh, I'd uh, just stick our little con concert cast segment neatly uh uh after our our regular catch up here. Um, I don't have any uh, concert tickets. Uh, uh, my wife, I'm sure, doesn't want to talk about how difficult it's been for her to get Taylor Swift tickets. Um, <laughs> her and the rest which of America. Is a, which is the thing, yeah, if uh, you've been on the internet uh, in the last week, you know about that. So we won't talk too much about that. Um, but I will mention, uh, the last time we spoke, I mentioned that the uh, Black Sabbath parody band, Max Sabbath, was playing nearby. I want to hear and this. And unfortunately, oh, no. it was not able to happen i needed uh, to be on daddy duty because uh we couldn't get the uh, just kid tell coverage, your kids are taking you, know, you to see mcdonald's guys lemons, <laughs> <laughs> just paint their faces who wants a happy meal <laughs> so uh when life gives you lemons you make lemonade so i said you know what i wasn't able to go see max sabbath but also i've never really listened to a whole lot of black sabbath so i've been listening to a nice. lot of black sabbath uh for the past uh, several weeks i started with the first album which i gotta be honest didn't hit me like the way that it's, i thought like the like first black sabbath the album song, would hit sabbath on, on the, the first Wizard. listen awesome yeah the rest of that album like yeah yeah, and I've read things about them like, oh, like if if all they ever put out was this no, first album, they'd still be legends. And the first time I, the first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, like you said about um, uh, <laughs> Star Trek Five. There's some spot, or, or sorry, uh, yeah, Star Trek Three. Like, there's some shiny spots, but like, yeah, there's also some spots where it's not great. So as I'm listening to the first album, a lot of the album, I'm thinking to myself like. I know that, you know, they came up with the heavy, like, they're kind of, like, you know, credited with, you know, being the uh, origin of heavy metal. Um, it doesn't sound like a heavy metal record, but then I have to remind myself, you know, it wasn't really the a song thing before Black them. Sabbath like, uh, sounds like and a heavy then, metal song, though, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So the, fir the first song is amazing. Uh, is that is that Black Sabbath with the opening track? It might be. It's it's like it's it's like the bell and it's like oh yeah so so good so good and then um uh, I love the wizard uh, yeah the wizard like, I don't really so, listen um, much music with a harmonica in it but it's pretty rad yeah and uh, uh but as I'm listening to it I'm thinking to myself you know this sounds like really really oh, yeah. bluesy 
And then I looked up afterwards yeah. and they were like, they used to, they were a blues band before that. They just got, they were sick and tired of all like the, you know, peace and love and the hippie music and all the blues bands. So they kind of started getting heavier. But uh, so the first time I listened to the album, I wasn't nuts about it. Second time I listened to it, I started to appreciate like the high spots. And then I started uh, the, uh, the next one, uh, Paranoid. Like solid right um, the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> it's Every like, song oh, this, that this is you it. know, if you're not a fan, this is, is like, Black oh, Sabbath. Album. It's crazy. Honestly, yeah. So I haven't gotten farther than that because I listened to the first one several times, and then I've listened to Paranoid like I don't know four or five times, like just on the commute, like just you know wherever. And then there's been some new Pumpkins music, so I've kind of peppered that in there as well. But yeah, so yeah, I'm finally uh, kind of uh, filling in that that the, Sabbath the next blind three spot. Albums? Uh, which are, is, they're uh, not as good as Paranoid, but they're still really good. And then they get kind of weird after that. Mm. Until you get to the Dio stuff, then really okay. good again. All right. Yeah. Now I'm 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 in for the roller coaster ride. So uh, I'm I'm in for the ups and the downs. But uh, so yeah. And then um, so no concert tickets to speak of. But I am starting to see the tours for next year. Besides Taylor Swift, we are starting to see the tour dates for next year like start to roll out with different artists so there should be some ticket purchases soon i would i would hope um and yeah so and this being this show is is going to be dropping uh, probably the week of thanksgiving um if all goes well and the internet uh, you know stays up uh so i just wanted to uh, uh see if you guys real quick have any good deals you've come across if you're on the lookout for anything if there's any item that you're like oh i really hope i get that before it sells out um because uh, the only things that i've kind of seen so far uh that i really appreciate um because current gen controllers cost way too much so for like this entire week it's like not just you get oh you get them for a good price you get them for the price that you just wish they were all the time like 35 40 bucks so controllers my, are like my, my big kind of get up uh, for this today. week. She thought she worked earlier than she did. So she's like, I'm, mm. I'm at work an hour early. I'm just going to go kill time at Walmart, see if there's a good deal on a kid's Christmas gift. And so she's talking to me there. She's like, is there anything you mm. want me to check for the kids while I'm here? And exactly what you just said. I'm like, what are PS5 controllers? Like, I want to get my daughter like a pink or purple one. So she's got her own controller. But she's like, they're like 35 mm. bucks off. Is that good? I'm like, that's so good. Like, yes, please grab one. So that was our, our first <laughs> yep. purchase for Black and, Friday. That's awesome. For, every year we talk about like, oh, you know, what we should be a good gift is like the uh, the Xbox really Design cool. Lab yeah. controllers. So like the boys will have like they could do their own colors, put their name on it, whatever. And then like by the time we remember yeah. it, it's like it's not going to show up by Christmas. So like, well, we just have to think about it earlier or like add it to the calendar or something for for next year. But uh, yeah, like $35, $40 controllers uh, are a welcome sight. The the ads are finally starting to hit around here where we're seeing what games are going to be 30 and 35 bucks next week. So that's kind of cool. Um, to be honest, I'm really trying to get more stuff on the Steam Deck because it's where I'm playing more stuff uh, these days. So I know it's very boring, but I'm just asking for Steam gift cards because I can put games where I want them using those. Plus the dock that was delayed has been released and i do want to get a steam deck uh dock it's not just um, a steam dock steam deck, dock. deck dock? Uh, uh it might it might be i mean it's it's the deck dock of, in my heart so uh and and one thing i just wanted to remind people who uh maybe were thinking about the steam deck but like you know maybe it costs a few more loonies yeah. than they'd want to throw at it uh, just to remind everyone lots of places have uh discounted gift cards 
And remember, you can purchase a Steam Deck with Steam gift cards. So if you were to, like, around here, like the Dollar General, all gift cards are like 20% off. So that's 80 bucks off a Steam Deck if you were trying to grab one. So uh, just, yeah, always use those discounted gift cards to your advantage. But uh, so, yeah, glad you got a controller there, Kel. Anything, uh, Chris, that you're kind of on the lookout for, either you or for Christmas gifts or anything, or you're pretty much set? No, the kids this year want to do more of a, an experience kind of thing um, than, like, traditional gifts. Like I said, I've already got my wife's taken care of through other means. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I don't really ask for things for Christmas, so usually I get what the kids make me <laughs> and then a yep. few small things that dads need, like <laughs> socks and that, that sort yeah. of stuff. <laughs> I, so I, I'm certainly getting there. Like, I told my wife, I was like, hey, just, just so you know, like, you don't have to get me, like, anything. And she's like, okay. So she gives the list to, like, her mom and, like, you know, people who ask for it. But really, it's, like, shirts. You know, yeah. I need, I need, I need work shirts. You know, I buy, I take care of my socks. So it's mainly like shirts and like, uh, you know, a gift card here and there and I'm good. But my, my mother-in-law did get me a bunch of gift cards before Disney gift cards before we went to Disney last time for me to buy a lightsaber. Cause you know, knows my fan and everything. And like, I could not bring myself to purchase an expensive lightsaber for myself. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this. So those gift cards went to feeding the family <laughs> at disney yeah i can imagine that's so yeah i hope you know if somebody decides to give me some money or something i need some work shoes and not fun stuff um yeah, yeah. But I, I picked up a game and then you know i i can take care of that yeah. stuff for myself i know how to watch out for DS my parents asked me right? what, what i wanted yeah, to and i was like i need sure. a new frying pan yeah <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like I used to despise practical gifts when I was younger, and now I'm like, oh man, if I I would love to get you know, a shirt or uh, you know just these things that I actually need that I because there's things that I need that are just psychologically like I don't yes. like spending money. I've been on using them, this frying like, pan for them. probably two years longer you know, than I, I should have, and I'm like, I finally, finally should just probably get it. <laughs> yeah, it's I, good. I need another pair of. Nice brown, you know, dress work shoes, but um, mm. like the ones I've got are are wearable, and I don't go in enough. But you know, for a gift, you know, I'll, I'll take that. There you go. Yeah. So, and then depending on how good this Interstellar 4K Blu-ray is, maybe mm. Blade Runner twenty forty nine will uh, be on my that list. There. That would be the only. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna bet there's gonna be a lot of good Blu-ray deals for the holiday. Although, surprisingly. You know, not a lot of Blu-ray films in 4K, right? Like, that's a really kind of a special niche. So, and and honestly, like, every time... I haven't really paid super close attention to it because I haven't really looked at physical media in a while, but I I do feel like every time I would see, like, even, like, a sale flyer kind of just come across my view, like, oh, 4K Blu-ray, it's $34.99. Like, who do they think they are, right? So, like, so when I saw that $7.99 for Interstellar, I'm like, oh... This doesn't seem like a common thing. And then I went to look at the Black Friday uh, ads again just today and yesterday. And there's like a whole slew of 999 oh, cool. 4K Blu-rays. So I don't know if this is a fairly common thing for them to go on sale or if this is like actually like for the first time in forever, the 4K Blu-ray is actually coming down a bit. So I don't know. People who, who buy this stuff regularly have to let me know how, how common this is. Cause that's kind of my, 
my personal, you know, every, you have that number in your head, like, uh, you know, there's the special games like the Elden Rings and, you know, for me, the Skyrims or like whatever that like, oh, I'm getting that when it comes out. But then for everything else, it's like in your head, you're like, oh, like 25, 15, you know, kind yeah, of like those. movies. Like, I don't really buy very movies, but the price for me to Rarely. get me to think about buying a movie is $10. Yeah, like if it's over ten dollars, yeah. I'm never going to think about buying your movie. Probably ever. not. Yeah, it's just the if the yeah. So like if the opportunity comes up, it's like, you know, I'll watch the Batman any number of ways that I can watch it. But it's like if I happen to see it for eight bucks, uh, why not? You know. So, so yeah, good stuff. So uh, all right, so that gets us through a little little holiday prep. So uh, speaking of movies, let's go to the movies <laughs> with video games. So. Uh, this is something we've been uh, uh, kind of thinking about doing for a while. Just never really, you know, kind of found the uh, uh, the time to sneak it in. So, uh, figure with the holiday season, there's always a lot of good movies coming out. So, uh, I guess it's an as appropriate time as uh, as any other. So, uh, uh, video games and movies. Uh, so sometimes they work. Most of the times they don't. Uh, over the years, there have been many attempts to adapt popular games into movies, uh, and I've got just some notable attempts here. Include Street Fighter, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, Rampage, Prince of Persia, Uncharted, Warcraft, Doom, Mortal Kombat, Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, uh, you know, just to name a, a handful. Uh, as I was kind of going through the, some of the research for this, there were a whole bunch that I found that I was kind of like, oh yeah, like I forgot about that. And we were talking a little bit before uh, recording about how it used to be like there were movies that came out in the theater and then there were straight to video. And then occasionally there was like a made for TV type movie. Um, and not to say that they weren't good. It's just those were kind of the ways movies were distributed. And these days, obviously, there's many, many, many more avenues to distribute films. So a lot of times there could be like a live action Street Fighter movie that came out that you just didn't know about because, you know, you didn't have, you know, that avenue uh, on your radar, uh, which is another thing that I discovered doing research for this. So uh, just kind of wanted to get your guys thoughts on. Uh, so movies based on games back when you were a kid, if it was like me, like they were super exciting. You kind of knew these properties already. You got all, you know, excited to go see uh, Super Mario Bros with Bob Hoskins. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of figuring out, you know, the way adaptations work. So were you guys super excited when you were younger with the uh, movies based on video games or where did it kind of start with you? So we'll start with I uh, loved Kelsey. the Super Mario Bros movie. We had it on VHS and I watched it a million times. Did never occurred to me that it was bad in any way. Just it was fun, and I liked dinosaurs at the time, so it kind of worked for me on two levels. Um, Mortal Kombat, same thing, like solid, really fun, and then like an actual adaptation of the game. I want to say like it was, it didn't try to make it something else, like almost every other one does. And then when I got yeah. a little older, and like Resident Evil and Silent Hill started coming out and Street Fighter, um, I started to realize like these aren't like i want them to be these are very very different and like sometimes good like street fighter had it had, was fun uh silent hill was was pretty good but not at all like the game um and then after that i just stopped caring because i i just realized none of them cared about the source material they all wanted to be something very different and they had people making these movies and acting in these movies that didn't give any interest into 
making it like the source material and they're just just used the name and that was it so i i kind of lost all interest in them and i'm mm. slowly in the last like i want to say like five years like kind of getting some hope back in that but it's been a long time since i've i've had any hope that we'd ever have a good video game movie yeah no it's it's uh when you were saying that uh i i really really love just going into something loving it and it's almost like i've gone into movies love them and then left and just thought wow that was great and then seen on the internet that like everyone hated that and i'm like man i don't know what what these people are thinking i thought that was fantastic so there's something really really cool about just like being super into it uh because uh we we've talked about that before with uh, uh last jedi where you're like i'm super interested in kind of like you know just the your thoughts behind like you know like and honestly like i remember being in that movie and just having a great time and walking out and just thinking to myself, man, that was awesome. And then just looking at the internet the next day and being uh, like, normally when man, I go to a no movie, one I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> and then I, I don't think about it much while it's happening. Yep. I remember in last Jedi, like when Leia was like forced pulling herself into a ship, I'm like thinking actively to myself. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me in Rise of Skywalker. So that one I knew was dumb. It was just a long, really fun ride. I didn't, didn't think about it too hard. Good stuff. All right. So, uh, Chris, uh, so same same question. Uh, so, obviously, like you and I are a little bit closer uh, in age, uh, having grown up in the 60s. So, uh, with uh, video games, yeah, with, with video games, uh, uh, you know, when you were growing up, do you remember the first time you saw a video game adaptation and what you thought before going into it? Well, uh, you know, uh, I was pretty astounded when I first saw uh, the movie Cup and Ball uh, on, on the old, uh, you know, uh, silent screen. <laughs> yeah, sure, right? Uh, no, you had to put your own Victrola record on for that and crank it yourself. Um, no, I mean, that's the whole thing. When, like, when I was little... There were only really two kinds of video game movies. <clears throat> there was either movies like Joysticks, which were not really about video games. Yeah, kind of video game adjacent. They type were stuff, about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, video games were the plot point, but really more mm. it was, you know, uh, a comedy-ish film about showing mm. naked girls, uh, which was the eighties. I mean, every there was one of those for everything, and then. Or they were horror flicks um, about video games killing people, but we were, again, a pretext for showing naked girls. That was the 80s. So if you weren't around in the 80s or you've never bothered to watch 80s films, that's why 80s films existed for. So that was that. Was yeah. That. And honestly, I, I never thought about that too, too much until in the 90s when they started kind of making like not revivals, but like a little bit revival, a little bit of like, you know, sequels to like some of the, like, you know, Freddy versus Jason and stuff like that. And if you had seen the previous, you know, all of the Freddy and the, the, sorry, the nightmare and the, the Friday 13th movies, almost all of them have multiple, you know, nudity scenes in them. And it's just something that kind of went away from those types of movies for a while. So then, like, in Freddy vs. Jason, there's gratuitous nudity, like, within the first, like, three or four minutes of the movie. And I remember people in the theater, like, cheering. It was, like, opening night. And it's, like, it's just because of that, you know, it's just referencing that the way the movies were in the 80s. But that's what they all were. They were avenues for that. 
Yeah, because it was just weird in the 80s. They were, it was gratuitous, it was pointless, and yeah. a lot of times it was not always in good taste. Um, yeah. Well, I would say most of the time it was not in good taste. Uh, and then, like, the 90s, there was this period of time where that was kind of like, nah, you know, let's not do that. Um, yeah. And then when things flipped around, I think at least more modern things, when they have nudity, at least it somewhat makes sense. And it's not just mm-hmm. like, uh-huh, hey, it's a naked person, look. Um, no. So, you know, it's not, I don't think it's such a big deal anymore anyway. But, um, like, first films I can think of would be, like, video game adjacent kind of things, which would be, like, Tron and The Last Starfighter, which mm-hmm. kind of went on that idea, but weren't strictly based on that. And right. then probably, you know, um, I was a little too old to be really into it but you know like the super mario movie and um and uh the wizard and things like that yeah yeah so so for me the first one that like i remember being excited about the super mario bros movie i remember like reading about it and like knowing about it long before like uh you know came to the theater um i don't remember like you know disliking it but i do remember being in the theater and being (sighs) bored um uh, which like 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 it wasn't moving. Um, I remember really really liking Dennis Hopper uh, at the time, just like you know outside that movie. So like that was really cool. I remember just knowing Bob Hoskins from Roger Rabbit, uh, and John Leguizamo. I didn't really know very much about him. I don't know how much he'd really done before that, and he ends up being uh, you know uh, a legend in his own right. So uh, he was pretty much yeah, just I mean, a stand up comedian and stuff yeah. before that, mostly. Yeah. And, and a lot of his early parts in film were like real quick, you know, kind of like, a, you know, quick joke or like, you know, it was almost like a cameo, but it was like, yeah, you're right. He was probably just mainly doing the stand up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the first time I got like really, really, really excited to go see a, uh, uh, a video game adaptation was definitely for the fighting games uh, for Mortal Kombat and the Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. um, I was super super excited i was a big big fan of both those uh, uh games um and saw both of those in the theater um was very very excited and happy for that even even my um, friends being older we still all got together and went to see mortal kombat when it came out we're like oh that's know. mortal kombat you know yeah i thought the theater would be more busy i remember going like opening weekend and they're really not being every very second many person there, i so, went to uh, high school that had the soundtrack to that movie no <laughs> Yeah, I definitely did. It's also like, uh, like so, I, this doesn't really happen to me anymore. But like, I used to, you know, if you would go to like a Costco or like a Best Buy or something, sometimes they would have like a keyboard, uh, you know, set up. And like, I can, like, so I played piano for many years, so I can walk up to a keyboard and like play something that sounds good. Um, and as I got older and I, you know, played more games, like I can play the intro to uh, Kingdom Hearts, the Dearly Beloved. And I can play to Xanarkand from Final Fantasy X, and so for so some people will just walk by and they'll say, "Oh, that that's that's lovely." And, oh, thank you very much. And then there are like video game people that are like, "Oh, Final Fantasy," or like you know they'll they'll name what it's from. So that's kind of cool. But uh, if it's a synth where you can just hold that low note, so I'll just like 
take a weight and like put it on that note so it's just like duh. and then on the high hand and you would not believe like the people that this will like attract and then you'll 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 get someone yelling mortal Kombat uh two aisles over but yeah it's one of my favorite things to play still that soundtrack was awesome yeah so uh yeah no i was really 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 looking forward to that and and even and honestly like even you know same thing like seeing those in the theater like there were moments where i was in there and i was thinking yeah this isn't the best thing in the world but i still still loved it um i've definitely seen street fighter a whole lot more than i've seen mortal Kombat, uh but i i still think they're both uh fun fun movies and i i i still watch street fighter at least once a year so uh so yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through. Um, I've asked the guys to pick uh, uh, one to three of their kind of favorites or one that kind of ones that kind of stand out to them. Uh, so we'll do what we kind of normally do, and we each pick a few. Is we'll each uh, we'll kind of do them in order. If you guys if you guys have them ordered, we can do them. You know, three, two, one, and we'll go like that. Perfect. So we'll do we'll do three, two, one. So um, and then we've got some kind of you know superlatives and some kind of honorable mentions we can talk about after that. Um, so, uh, just because I've listed myself first here, uh, we'll just, uh, I'll just start off with my number three, I guess. So this is one that, uh, 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 Chris has already mentioned. This is one that I really, really, really like a lot. Um, I don't know if you'd really call it, uh, you know, based on a game, but because it had, I was, you know, such a big fan of this movie growing up, I'm, I'm still going to stick it on here. Um, I really, really, really like uh, The Last Starfighter. Um, this is a movie that just had this, and I, I've watched it recently, and it, it, it just feels like 80s, uh, right? So it's, it's this trailer park, and it's a very small community, and there's like a single arcade machine, and this uh, this kid Alex Rogan is just really good at it, and it's just so like quintessentially '80s. We're like, you know, oh, where's he? Oh, he's done playing that video game again. And one night he's like, you know, doing really well, and uh, he's like getting farther than he ever got before. And people are like, oh, I've never seen you on this level before. And they start like running around the whole, uh, uh, you know, uh, trailer park, and they're like, Alex is gonna beat the record, and like. You know, I remember being a kid and telling my parents, like, oh, like, I beat level four in Mario 3. And they're like, whoop-de-doo. Like, who yeah. cares? Kill screen coming up. Kill screen coming yeah. up. Yeah. Last Starfighter. Every, <laughs> everyone, everyone in the trailer park at, like, two in the morning, like, pitch black. They're getting out of bed. They're running over to the machine. They're, like, jumping and cheering. And, uh, yeah, it's just this, like, ridiculous scene early on. But then what ends up happening is uh, this... Uh, uh, this character Centauri shows up and he's like, listen, like this thing was put here. Like we're like from, I'm from another world. It was put here to like find like the best pilots, like the ones who can help, like, you know, like fight against this, uh, uh, was it the Rodan Armada, Codan Armada? Zer like and the Codan Armada. Zer and the Codan Armada. Yeah. And, uh, so he's, he's like, well, I don't know if I could just leave. So spoiler alert, he leaves, he gets up there. But what's interesting about it is he doesn't just kind of like get into this like, you know, amazing, you know, like powerful military where they're all going out like they get there. And it's kind of like that Star Wars style, you know, like dirty, broken future where it's like not everything is like perfect. Like a lot of things are just old and dingy and don't work. And there's politics up there where like uh, so he gets there and it's like 
Centauri is not some like really important person. He's kind of like, you know, like a like a con man almost. So Flim-flam. there's this uh, yeah. yeah, there's this really cool dynamic, and then so no one suspects anything on Earth. They like leave a copy, <laughs> Alex there, and there's and then there's also like an assassin that they send down against the copy, like Alex. But then it turns out being the copy. But yeah, so like there, there's more to it than just like a, a, you know, like a simple little little movie. But uh, it it all kind of is based around the idea of of this game. And there was, you know, uh, also an NES tie-in game that, to me, the best part that of this game, game was not the music. Based on the Last Starfighter. That game is a computer game from Europe called Iridium that they just threw the Starfighter brand onto and they localized it on the NES. Nothing to do with the movie. Interesting. Because it was like so originally a 64 game, right? Yeah. So I didn't know that. So is it the same Iridium series as the one on the There's Virtual no Boy? Iridium on the Virtual Boy that I'm aware of. I thought it was. Am I thinking of Irid- that, Iridium? That's like Iridium 3D game. or something like that. Oh no, no no no! That's on that's on Game Boy Game Boy. Uh, I was thinking of Vert- Vert- Vertical Force. The, I'm I'm flipping them around, but Vertical Force. Ir- Iridium 3D was like That's Game Boy Advance or something like that. Or, I'm not 100 sure. I'm just assuming, but yeah. Gotcha. I just definitely like. No, I think that one has starts with the I, and the Commodore yeah, 64 one starts with the U. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I just yeah. assumed that it was a tie-in because yeah. I mean, cause it's like the movie poster they on the cover of the game, right? They just probably got the license right? for cheap, and was like, hey, <laughs> and, this will sell another 5,000 copies, kind of. Yep. Thing. Yeah, and it's and it's the game music, right? Like so, uh, which is a really really good song at the at the end, you know, like kind of like the the emotional climax of the film, and like Alex comes back, and it's, it's that score. it's a re- yeah. really good powerful score, and and it's it's just, you know so he's there, and then he's like you know so I have to like I have to you know this is my calling, it's what I have to do, and then you know so it's like him either like you know either leaving or so it's it's a you know. No spoilers for this forty-year-old movie, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 great. And then they took that score and they put it just as you're playing this game, but it's kind of sped up, like it's almost like Back to the Future style. It's like so, it's like you kind of lose some of the emotional depth of it. But it's not a movie that I hear like you know we're old enough to remember it, but it's not one that I see listed a lot. Like in doing the research for this show, it wasn't on any list of just like you know video game movies because it's not really like an adaptation it's just kind of like a video game adjacent movie but i've always really really liked this movie and upon rewatching it there was more going on in it than i kind of remembered and then there's the politics on the enemy side where there's like they don't even get along and then they end up you know like having their kind of like a their their violent uh, i'm really excited that this is on your list because i just picked up a copy like a few weeks ago and I have a couple friends that we've been watching movies with, and it, we both had it on our list. So we were both looking for a copy, and we texted each other like within 24 hours of each other. I'm like, I got a copy. He's like, No way, I got a copy. So we're going to hopefully watch this. Thing. I've never <laughs> seen it. Seen it. It's been on my want to watch list for a long time. Oh, so wow. I'm actually really oh, no. pumped about it now that you've been talking it up. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That's great. It's a good movie. That's great. That's great. No, it's uh, and I hope hopefully I, I didn't I spoil think anything. I, I was trying not to go too spoiler. Most of that spoilery. already, just from his reputation. So I don't think he spoiled anything. I didn't already kind of uh-huh. know in the background kind of idea. 
That's great. Yeah, no, so the the whole that whole intro scene is like I've talked about before like there are certain video games and movies that like I just love the intro and I've played the intro like a hundred times even though I haven't, you know, done the thing. The the first like 20-ish minutes of Last Starfighter is a segment that I've watched many 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 times just because i love that whole beginning so yeah, yeah i'm super looking maybe, forward maybe to uh, hearing what you show, think about I'll it next time that's great next two weeks awesome great flick yep so so that's me so i'm, I'm going last starfighter and uh next uh, yeah, we so got we mentioned Kelsey, my, number two. Number three. Uh, my number three is the mortal kombat movie the first one um and I think mm. for like the very, very longest time, the reason I still really like this movie is because it cares about the source material. It is not that the source material is really complex mm. and hard to adapt. It's a fighting tournament. So they kept it as a fighting tournament, uh, but they had all the characters you love. They had the silly special moves. Uh, they, they did a good job characterizing all these people. Like, you know, they don't have a lot of personality in the games but you know like johnny cage is kind of a like a douche and uh, like a really cocky egotistical guy and like yeah he comes across like that in the movie and uh sonya is like you know badass and like strong and like yeah she comes across like that in the movie so i thought they adapted all the characters really well uh they did like the soul stuff and like they didn't weren't afraid to shy away from the goofy stuff like here's goro everyone knows goro from the mm-hmm. games because he's so he's just got this iconic look to him and like they they weren't like that's too goofy to put in a movie they're like goro's in the movie like i i love that they <laughs> cared about making a good mortal Kombat movie that was similar enough to the game that it was like really recognizable uh and like i don't know if that existed mm-hmm. at all before that movie and for a long long time after that movie too now, like you said, that, that yeah. soundtrack was just... That's great, yeah. That theme song is like, everyone knows it, even if you haven't seen the movie. It's so good. I never yeah. understood the one part, though, where, like, this instead of being a spear, like, the thing comes out oh, of his yeah. hand. Like, I never understood why they did that in the film. Like, where yeah. they're just like, we could do this cool CGI. I'm like, no, the dude just throws a spear with a rope on it. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. Yeah, so I, I I remember that being a little bit funky. I do remember being super excited that they use the get over yeah. here uh, sound effects uh, from you know the game in the movie. I also really love that scene where they're fighting because it's like the rows of trees. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that behind the scenes photo, um, but they had to shoot every single scene a certain way and then like reverse some of the uh, uh the footage because that forest is like a working like like farm where they're like <laughs> tapping syrup out of those trees so if they change the angle you'd see a billion buckets like on the side of every tree so they shoot them so that the buckets are like all on the on the back side of the camera view so if you ever just google that image it's pretty cool but yeah, I, and then there are things I've I've caught about this movie on you know later watchings uh, where it's like, you know, someone was like, oh, like wasn't it cool when like Liu Kang did the fireball? I was like, Liu Kang didn't do the fireball, but he does it up close. And then like when you watch it later on, like there's like a yeah. half a frame where like you see like a burst of light there, and it's like, oh, that was you know, like how they counted at the fire fireball. Um, and oh. the guy who played Shang Tsung, um, his name is Kerry Iwatagawa. He was he was in a t- a short lived TV show with my uncle who was a, a an actor and he was like 
not a very big, he's just a character actor. He's been, you know, he's a working actor for years, but it was like, you know, mid 90, early 90s. And it was a show called Space Rangers on, I think, ABC. So if you like, you know, YouTube, some old episodes, it's just kind of like very cheesy, you know, um, like we're talking about, like kind of like dingy future Star Wars, you know, like dingy future sci-fi where it was like, you know, a squad of, you know, security people but like they all kind of are dressed in like like janitor jumpsuits like the ghostbusters almost it's a really weird thing but he was in that show with my uncle so i remember like call my uncle up be like hey can we get like shang songs because our uncle my uncle would send us like i've got an autographed polaroid of van damme oh, from the set cool. of the quest we've got like yeah we yeah, and like that it's like my uncle and van damme just with the thumbs well. up and like Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I did not realize that it was Tong Po uh, the first like several times that I watched it. And then like later on, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like the main bad guy is like Tong Po from like Kickboxer. He just doesn't look anything like that anymore. So, um, but yeah, so we went to my uncle and I'm like, hey, can we get, you know, like an autograph, like what, like Shang Tsung? And he's like, oh, I'll see what I can do. And he would, couldn't make it happen. But, uh, but yeah, Mortal Kombat was a, uh, big big deal I, I remember liking it a lot and uh i don't think it even though it's kind of you know as cheesy you know video game adaptations go i don't really see it on a whole lot of the you know worst game adaptations list because yeah. there's so many bad ones so it's i think okay. it's generally pretty well regarded pretty good for what it was yeah. i mean it had christopher lambert in it his voice oh man. yeah <laughs> and it's uh so good and I, I can't remember who i was watching it with when he kind of does his trademark laugh right and they kind of looked at me and they were like oh that was kind of cool and i was like oh first time so uh so good but yeah that's that's solid pick so mk95 all right uh if, if there's nothing else to uh to talk about in the get over here realm we'll uh move on to uh chris with his number three what do you got for us okay so this one um again similar to what you're talking about before a little adjacent um but it's uh wreck it ralph um absolutely pretty, good pretty deal modern as far as that goes but um i probably don't have to explain very much the plot of wreck it ralph it's fairly recent but um you know like rick at ralph is this uh he's the bad guy he's basically donkey kong um and he's kind of just trapped in this game and he doesn't really want to be the bad guy and uh and you know it it goes on from there i don't have to it's it's a it's more like kids movie it's not a very complex plot right um uh, but you know it came out, I don't know, it's probably, I don't know, it's probably been close to 10 years by now, I would guess. Yeah. I don't remember the exact year it came out. Yeah, because yeah, there's been a sequel, so it probably is about 10. But I remember going to the, taking the kids to the movies and kind of enjoying, like, okay, this is, and it was kind of like a fun video game movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, sure, it was family friendly enough, but it had, like, the things for us, like, oh, hey, there's Zangief here and yeah. the bad guy thing um lots of really cool Easter yeah like here's cubert yeah. or you know it had enough of that Tap, stuff tapper yeah and, yeah just but for some reason stuff. like zangief was in like the i don't want to be a bad guys club or something like Zangief's not really the bad guy of that <laughs> but anyway whatever um maybe more people would recognize him than than dictator but whatever it doesn't matter the uh, but it was a good film it was cute and it had a lot to it and it was a fun film to watch 
But the thing that makes it stand out for me too is that, I don't know, it's probably maybe a year or something after that. Because like the centerpiece of that is the Wreck-It Ralph game. And it's not called Wreck-It Ralph. It's, um, Junior. it's Fix-It Fix Felix. It Junior. Uh, mm-hmm. Fix-It Felix Jr., yeah. Junior, and, yeah. And he's the hero, right? And that's the mm-hmm. kind of the thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to fix it. And uh, you know, he goes around and fixes everything while yeah. Wreck-It Ralph is trying to get him. Um, but like it was about a year or so after that where there was a guy that was on Nintendo Age and he programmed Wreck-It, he programmed Fix-It Felix Jr. for the Sega Genesis and was selling some copies. And it was really good. I mean, it was the game that you saw in the in the film. And I remember because, um, you know, my friend John is an ES player. was like, hey, my buddy's doing this, the Fix-It Felix thing. And do you want to get a copy? I'm like, yeah, I want to get a copy of that. That'll be fun. And I remember when I got the copy, I'm like, oh my God, like he did a perfect job of yeah. this game. It was amazing. Like had the voice samples, uh, I'm going to fix it or whatever. Right. Yeah. And the game played exactly the way it played in the arcade. I'm like in the game, in the movie. And it was fun. It was like, okay, this is, you know, kind of like your eighties arcade game. And the way he did it was good. I'm like, okay, totally solid. This is something again, like anybody would have played in the eighties and had a really good time with. But, um, I think that's also what it made it stand out to me because like, okay, I get to play the game. And a lot of people did that. Like a lot of people remade that in different forms. I remember like somebody built like an arcade game of fix it. Felix jr. Um, mm. probably. I, I, I think there was an official that. bunch, like, um, not a lot of them, but I think there was like 50 or something they had out. You could win one through, uh, through Pixar okay. for a contest they did. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Um, but it, it was a fun little game. Whoever designed it did a good job. It was a fun little game. And uh, I just remember being really, I enjoyed the movie and then having played that port of it. And it was a really good Genesis port. Like the voice was really well done. And, I was really impressed. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed Fix It Felix Jr. and and Wreck It Ralph as a film it was fun. Yeah, that's all. Uh, this was on my honorable mention list, so I'm really glad that, that you uh, you had this on here. Um, like I said before, tons of Easter eggs. This is a really fun movie to watch. Uh, the sequel is also really good. Um, and we've talked about that's Alan great. Tudyk before and the uh, amazing uh, we, vocal we range of Alan Tudyk. So. And I was pointing to him with my son. I'm like, that's King Candy. And he's like, no, no, it's not. And I, and, the, yep. and he heard me talking and he did the King Candy <laughs> voice for my son, like on the spot. Like he was, yeah, oh, was that's so cool. I disagree with you about the sequel though. I very much that's dislike so cool. the sequel. I, I love I've Wreck-It Ralph, sequel. but yeah, Breaks the really? Internet did not do anything for me. It is a little bit of like a self-aware internet, you know, uh, you know, joke thing. So it's it's not the same like kind of like you know journey of self-discovery and and, and that kind of thing. But I think I've seen it a couple times. I remember liking it. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 a fun one, the for sure. So and a movie that a video game movie that actually mm-hmm. I enjoy. So you can't yeah. say that about a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, super solid. All right, so we'll swing back around to me, and I'm I'm gonna go with a little bit of a dark horse here, but uh, whatever, it's my pick. So, and I, and I'll be honest, this is not a movie that I like the whole thing, but the two parts of it that I like 
I absolutely adore. And the reason I adore them so much is partially because I think that an earlier adaptation of this movie kind of glazed over this uh, very important aspect. Uh, I'm going with Mortal Kombat 2021. And the reason I'm going with it is because of the Scorpion Sub-Zero subplot and the two fights between Scorpion and Sub-Zero in this movie. So Scorpion and Sub-Zero have this, you know, very, very important, uh, deep, uh, uh, you know, uh, relationship uh, in, in Mortal Kombat. And in the uh, first film, in, in the 95 film, we get this, you know, kind of very, very quick, you know, fight where I don't know. It, it, it felt like it was a cool fight, but I felt like it was over very quickly. And then it's like, Oh man, that that's it. It's over. And then, you know, we have a, a death in there. So, um, when, when mortal Kombat 2021 was coming out, I remember thinking, okay, you know, like we'll, we'll see how this goes. And the beginning of the movie is like gut wrenching with like, uh, the there's, Again, not to tr- not to try to spoil too many things because it's not really a spoiler cast, but with the family uh, pieces involved, where like oh, you know, like yeah. uh, uh, it's essentially like he's 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 attacked like at his home, and there are things that I normally like if I see in a movie will like completely turn me off of a movie, but like you know, I it's the and it's not an easy thing to get through because of, you know, a man's family is taken from him and it's, it's an attack by this kind of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, rival faction or, you know, just kind of whether it's senseless or barbarians, like whatever the, the story is behind it. But that's where like this, um, fight, this kind of, you know, uh, rivalry, not rivalry, uh, kind of feud between Scorpion and Sub-Zero kind of comes up. So, and the actor who plays uh, uh, Sub Zero, I absolutely love. Um, I, I his name isn't coming to me right now, but uh, the entire rest of this Mortal Kombat movie, it's it's very very generic. It's same thing. It's like it's the tournament. They've lost the last nine. Like we got to get together. I don't know why they felt the need to like have Reptile be involved as this weird little CG thing, like they did in the '95 one, um, when the CG really hadn't, uh, you know gone very far like uh, technology wise but towards the end of this movie where we finally get like another like really big really like awesome uh scorpion sub-zero fight uh i remember coming away from this movie thinking like those two pieces like the beginning that really like dives deep into the scorpion sub-zero um uh feud and then the ending sequence where you finally get like a big huge like scorpion sub-zero fight uh, I was super, super into it, and it actually just came up recently on Twitter where, where uh, uh, I saw someone talking about like, oh yeah, like I, I don't really, don't really get all the, you know, the the hate for the, the recent uh, Mortal Kombat movie, like I, and I, I it kind of made me think of it again. I'm like, you know what? When I saw that, I remember really, really loving the beginning and really, really loving the end. So I just recently kind of fired it up again just to make sure that I wasn't just uh, crazy but no I, I really love that intro sequence and there is kind of like a little bit of that cheesy stuff where it's like you know this this one person finds out like you know 
who he really is and what his lineage is and he's the chosen one type thing and like so there is like a character that kind of comes into it that I'm thinking the whole time okay like when are we going to find <laughs> out that this is like Nightwolf or like Striker or something like this can't just like not be anybody right Come on. um yeah right with his with his run button <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like Colossus. So, um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and I know this one isn't gonna, you know, like Chris says, not gonna win any awards, but, uh, I thought this was a fun, you know, true to the material Mortal Kombat movie, especially just when dealing with that Scorpion Sub-Zero piece. So I don't know if we've ever talked about this movie I, on the show I, it's before. It's actually a special movie for me too. Not. Um, and you didn't even mention my favorite part either, which I'll get into in a sec, but I watched this, like, like you said, 2021, so this was like really prime pandemic restrictions era. I hadn't been hanging out with many people. Oh, and yeah. when I did, you know, it's like, are you in my bubble? Like I've only seen these people for a bit. So one of my buddies, uh, the one that I do JRPGs with on Sundays, he he's, he's a wealthy individual and he, he redid his whole deck. Mm. He like made it. So there's cool outdoor hangouts. So he's got this fire pit. He's got a projector outside. He's got the screen. He's got speakers uh, comfortable seating and he's like you know what he's like we can have a bunch of people where we'll all be outside so we we don't break any of these rules so he invited like half a dozen of us over to watch the Mortal Kombat movie on his projector outside and it was like pitch blackout we had a fire it was really cool just to be around people again for the first time I hadn't seen some of them in, in months or even a year uh, and so we're watching this Mortal Kombat movie and every time he was on the screen Kano just we were busting a gut laughing at him he was so funny and vile and just the right way and we we laughed through that whole movie every time uh kano was on and i kind of forgot how emotional that first scene was until you were just describing it and then it kind of flooded back in i'm like yeah that was rough but watching it with six other dudes like you know you didn't you weren't yeah. in that mindset to uh, be emotional yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you really had your blinders was. on it's it's I have seen articles that were like, you know, the top 10 ways that Kano carry that movie. And like, if, if you're talking about like, again, the big pieces for me was that beginning, that end sequence, but like the entire middle of the movie, uh, like he, he's, he's definitely the best part of the rest of that movie. Like they have like that weird, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, reptile fight thrown in there. Um, I kind of forgot that Kung Lao was in it, um, until I was kind of like, you know, just looking at some old, uh, old footage and, um, uh, so we, you know, we, we joked about Cabal, uh, Cabal's in the film, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know if he runs in the film, but, uh, <laughs> it's really cool to see him there. And, uh, but yeah, it's, um, if, if, uh, you know, next time I get, uh, you know, six guys hanging at the house, I'll say, Hey, it's, it's let's, a fun uh, watch, let's yeah. throw it on the projector on the back of the house. Yeah. I have not so, seen yeah, that, very cool. that one. So, uh. Uh, should still be on HBO, I would it's think. It's worth a watch, uh, yeah. It should, should I, like, I don't think you'll love it, but somewhere. I think okay. you will like it and have, have a lot of fun with, with it. And the fights are really good. Sure. Yep. Yep. I do have a, a bit of a soft spot for, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, Sonya from uh, MK1. Uh, she was in, she was in a, uh, like a, like a little streak of, uh, films that I really liked, uh, for a bit there. Um, the actress's name is escaping me. I'm going to look it up real quick, but she was in uh, last action. Oh, I Hero. never realized that. And I, yeah, she, uh, so she, and I remember like, you know, when Schwarzenegger, it says to Danny, he was like, 
because it's his daughter, right? And then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, like have you seen her in Sound of Music or something like that? And she's like, no, it's her first appearance. <laughs> it's uh, and her name I just got it here is, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I lied, I don't have it. They don't have her like on top billing on Last Action Hero, so. I'll pull that up in a sec so we can uh, we can keep going. But uh, yeah, Chris, definitely uh, if you feel a, a little adventurous in the MK realm, I, I think uh, I heard pun intended. Uh, give well. that one a try. Yeah, that yeah, I, that'd be awesome. So uh, Kelsey, we're sure. back to my you for number two. Ralph as well, so I, I can swap it with one of my honorable mentions. Um, because we yeah we talked about Rick Ralph I don't have anything much to add that you guys didn't say already it, it was great uh, so my number four I'll switch here uh, is Detective Pikachu yeah oh nice um, this was one of my I, honorables it's not something Very I probably cool. ever would have watched if I didn't have kids who love Pokemon so they took me to the theater to watch Same. it and it was surprisingly fun and they did a really good job blending the like CG character with reality. Um, it was kind of halfway between like, I know enough about Pokemon over the years that I know this wasn't a proper representation of it in any way. It was kind of an in-between. Uh, they didn't go full, <laughs> like we're doing our own thing. They were kind of halfway there. Uh, but yeah, it was really clever and fun and touching and they had a lot of references and they got some really weird Pokemon doing battles and, uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie. My kids love it. So we ended up buying it and watching it. We've watched it at home a couple times with them since then. And every time it's just like a really solid family movie. Everyone gets a little bit out of it. So yeah, I like that one a lot. Yep. This so real quick before we get too far, the uh, woman's name is uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras. So uh, it was Bridget like Wilson before she got before <laughs> she got married to Pete Sampras. That's absolutely right. Wow. So yeah, she. Uh, uh, but yeah, she was terrific. In like mid '90s, she had a whole bunch of appearances in some movies that I that I really enjoyed. So and then to get back to what Kelsey was saying, hundred uh, percent. This is not something I would have watched if the kids didn't kind of point us to it. Um, neither me nor my wife are fans of Pokemon. So it's only because of the kids that we, that we went uh, and, and turned it on. And even as someone with really no previous knowledge of the property, besides just knowing kind of, you know, Pikachu and like maybe a couple of other like super recognizable Pokemon, it was still a really fun, enjoyable watch. And the way that they, uh, you know, had, the way that they explain like the gravity of like, you know, how powerful Mew is and like the evolution system and like what, you know, they can evolve to. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No Mew. And then Mew too. I, my, my favorite uh, images from that movie (laughs) is just uh, Ken Watanabe behind a desk with a snubble next to him. And they both look just really grumpy. And he's playing it like a hundred percent, like just disgruntled, you know, detective. And yeah, that was really awesome. And uh, I also really like. Um, I think this was where I found because I not knowing anything about Pokemon. This is where I learned kind of like what evolutions oh, are possible, okay. like from you know certain things to other things. And I think I remember tweeting, uh, like, "Wait a minute, like." Magikarp evolves in the Gyarados, and you and you responded back. You're adorable. It's like yeah, from the first Pokemon game. It's like it's almost like a joke. It's like this Pokemon is so useless and hard to evolve because yeah. you can't use him in a fight to like <laughs> do damage. So you have to like bring him in so he gets some experience, then remove mm. him, 
and you have to do that so long until he finally evolves and it's like oh, okay that was worth it because it's this big mm. huge awesome dragon now with all these cool moves but it's really hard and time consuming to, oh. to get there awesome so chris have you seen the detective pikachu no i i have not uh, my kids didn't mention anything about it and as you can imagine i not really up my yeah. alley so you're, yeah, you're you're probably good, but I I do I'm not upset that they mm. you know kind of steered us that direction. It, it was a fun watch. I, I'm sure if my kids asked yeah. me to watch it, I'd probably would have watched it with them. Awesome, good deal. All right, Chris, we'll go to your number two. Okay, my number two. I'm gonna guess this possibly may come up again in another list. So I'm gonna the way I'm gonna talk about <laughs> it's gonna be a little different just in case. So okay. my number two is gonna be Street Fighter the movie. Awesome. And again, I, I I think this may come up in somebody else's list. So what I'm going to talk about is Street Fighter, the movie, <laughs> the video game. <laughs> Ooh, I like where you're going with this. So again, I'm, I'm going to guess there's going to be conversation about the film. So I'm going to leave that out. But what happened was amazing because Street Fighter 2 was the video game and it was huge. And the, I if any of you weren't a- around arcades at that point in time, well, I can tell you there was nothing bigger, right? There mm. just, you can't imagine something bigger than this. Uh, but so obviously, right. That was the whole thing, which was weird because Mortal Kombat, they wanted Van Damme to be Johnny Cage and Van Damme, I guess, noped that. And <laughs> so then they make a street fighter movie and they get Van Damme to be Colonel Guile uh, in in the film, which I don't know, must have really ticked off the Mortal Kombat guys or something. I don't know. But, um, but then, and the most amazing twist of all is that then the movie that was based on the video game, they made video games based on the movie based on the video game. And literally that was yeah. one of the Street Fighter, the movie... The video game. The game. (laughs) (laughs) The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. (laughs) And what more than that, the home version of it was different than the arcade. They made a separate, different arcade version of this. Mm. And they're not the same thing. Uh, They don't play the same. So you had... Yeah, it's, it's a totally... I mean, don't get me wrong. They're both based on Street Fighter, so you kind of know the basics of how they're going to play, but they aren't the same game, which was weird that that was a thing. So obviously somebody got the rights on one place and like somebody got the rights in another place to do the home version. So I never, I've never even seen the arcade game of this, but I bought one time. Oh, you've seen it. Uh, Yeah. I played it. uh, But I bought the Sega Saturn version. Same. When it came out. I'm like, okay, yeah, I gotta play this, right? I, knowing that was probably gonna be really terrible, like really, really terrible. But uh, I bought it and I played it quite a bit, and it ain't good. <laughs> it's not a good game. But I mean, it's amazing because it's like this weird universe where they've made a movie based on this game, and then in the game based on the movie, it's kind of like a Mortal Kombat take on street fighter because it uses the digitized actors from the movie which look like mortal Kombat characters doing street fighter 
Yeah. And th- and that's the piece that I was going to add because all we've had Street Fighter wise so far has been, you know, sprites and, you know, like, uh, and then Mortal Kombat was the mocap digitized, uh, you know, style. So playing Street Fighter with, you know, digitized actors and your moves are the same. Yeah. You can do your fireballs oh, yeah. and your dragon kicks and stuff, but it just looks so clunky. It looks terrible. <laughs> Like they don't have like it, nothing they looks smooth. They don't have smooth. enough frames like, of animation. Just, they just exactly don't. it's it just switches from like you know leg left leg right and it it just looks like uh, like a child like <laughs> flipping like a flip book. Yeah, I mean obviously, um, you know with sprite graphics, yeah, like you say, they're very fluid and there's a lot of frames of animation to fill these things in. But obviously with these you know, actors, they could only get like a few shots of each thing, right? They didn't, they couldn't like, here, I'm going to capture, you know, all this footage. It just probably wasn't even in their contract. They're like, we'll do the basics and then now I'm out of here. And you can tell like, right. They like, okay, here's the one shot of this punch. That's all you're going to get, man. (laughs) And, and there's like the frame of, okay, him standing and the punch is out. And then that's back. Like there's no in-betweens. Like seeing Zangief do like a spinning pile driver is hilariously bad yeah. in this game. Um, as you can imagine, Guile is very good <laughs> because it's John Claude Van Damme's character and he's yeah. the star. And Raul Julia's doing like the bison moves are, yeah. are pretty hilarious to watch. Like especially like the psycho. Uh, you know, like Crusher, yeah. yeah, it's oh my god, it looks so hilarious to see a person doing this stuff. It's wonderful. The thing that always stands out to me about this game is the lighting because there's a lot of levels that are like on the darker side, but you can tell that they motion capped everyone with like the brightest like set light. Like people are like shining, <laughs> there's like light reflecting off of them, and then they're like in like like a dungeon or like an underground thing. Like, why are they glowing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a trip. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, it's like street fighter, but it's just, they use the, you know, the, the actors from the, and I played the arcade game like one time and I was like, all right. <laughs> and then years later, I, I did have it on Saturn just to kind of like, you know, point to it as like a novelty type thing, but I don't know if I ever played it beyond just booting it up. Yeah. It was on Saturn and PlayStation, but, um, Man, for some reason, if you haven't played, it's I'm gonna guess it's probably still pretty cheap, just for the just for the kicks to see it, yep. or just okay if you don't want to, just watch a YouTube video of it. It's yeah. Oh my god. Oh, it's worth it's worth just looking into. It's a good laugh. You know? It's just it's a really good laugh. So, um, so yeah, there we go. That's my number two. That's awesome. Did you play any Street Fighter the the movie the for game? For like twenty minutes, see? I didn't put much time into it. I was just like, this is yeah. not. Street Fighter, I'm going to move on to something else. <laughs> it yeah. was something all right. No good. So uh, uh, I was I was honestly ready to switch to a, uh, a backup um, uh, when uh, when Chris mentioned Street Fighter. Uh, so I left it for you, man. You, you did. You left it here. So uh, I'm taking it. I'm going I'm going with it. So uh, hopefully we didn't nope. steal anything. I'm, I was pretty uh, sure uh, my Kelsey number one here, but, uh, was not on anybody's list. So I'm yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that. Yep. So, yeah, uh, uh, I will tell you what I would have swapped in for it because I just want you to know how much I like this other one. But, yeah, so we're we're going with Street Fighter 
uh, for my number one. I mentioned it in the intro. I've seen this movie many times. I own it on Laserdisc, uh, and it's... Chris, you can you can verify this. Um, one of the first times that everyone was at the house for uh, Retro Worlds, just you know, guys sleeping in hallways <laughs> and you know, like on furniture. God and, bless your uh, wife. Yep, yep. So I, 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 you know, everyone's over, like kind of like you know, grilling burgers in the back, uh, and then like I, I knew everyone would just kind of be like chatting. We we played a Mega Man game, just kind of swapping the controller around. It was a fun time. And at some point, I just threw on Street Fighter as we're kind of chatting, talking. And at one point, Chris looks at me and he was like, why do you have Street Fighter on? I was like, why not? <laughs> why? Why? And didn't why we watch the Rift Tracks on? version was of that over one the time? Top. I don't know if it was the Rift Tracks over the top. Oh, it was over the sure top. For sure, we watched okay. the Rift Tracks for that. Yeah, which is one of my favorite Rift Tracks of all time. Um, but yeah, so I'm going Street Fighter. This was a big, big, big deal. And I remember seeing, uh, you know, the trailer and being like really excited for it. And I remember going to the theater and uh, like I remember, you know, trying to build it up in your head because you're a fan and like thinking like, man, like Van Damme's a big deal. And um, I didn't I probably didn't know him by name. But I knew West Studi to look at him. And I was like, oh, like West Studi is playing Sagat. And um, uh, uh, the dude who uh, played a DJ was in another couple, like a handful of other comedies. So like I, I just kind of like knew him. But uh, and Raul Julia, which at the time I probably only knew him from Adam's family. But like later on, you know, I've seen him in like a lot more uh, things. There's so, so many great lines in this movie that I just kind of wait for to be delivered. Some of them are just cheesy and not as, you know, what I remember them as a kid, but some of them like really are still awesome. <laughs> I say to my wife all of the time, and when I say all of the time, I mean like probably every day when she like, you know, misses something or asks me something and I'm like, well, like, and I'm like, <laughs> I guess you didn't see that. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, I really want to get a tattoo of Raul Julia, just like holding up, like covering one of his M. Bison eyes. Um, I absolutely love uh, for me. It was Tuesday. Um, I all the time when uh, like if like I wanted someone to like do me a favor, I'm like they're like, ah, like you don't have to pay me. And I'm like, oh, every bison <laughs> dollar will be worth. <laughs> and then uh Whenever, like, we're out, you know, someplace, like, with the kids, and I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to take off. <laughs> Who wants to go home? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can't get enough of this movie. Um, it's it's so cheesy and weird, and, like, I, I really like all the characters that they, you know, fit in weird ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, E. Honda being, like, a camera operator for, like, uh, you know, Chun-Li's news crew. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bison or, you know, Balrog, depending on where you are, just being like on the Chun-Li E. Honda team. Dawson being the doctor, you know, with Charlie slash Blanca. Uh, there's, yeah. And, and like, so just like I, I've said about some other things, like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, Luke Kang did the fireball until after the fact. Like, <laughs> I didn't know T-Hawk was in the movie the first time I watched it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's just uh, a man like. This is one that we could, I could just do a, like, not a riff track, but, like, if we just wanted to watch this movie and just, like, chat about, like, what is awesome and bad about it at the same time, I could do that. I'll, I'll be there. You name the time and I'll do it. This, it just, it, it 
checks all the boxes for me. There's some intangible about it. I love it so much. Yeah, it's one of those just it. I I, I don't. You almost you don't know if they know <laughs> it's bad, but you think right. that you know they they know it's bad. Uh, and and we, yeah, it's like Raul Julia. Like, I think you. Yeah. I think you know that he knows it's not going to be good, right? But he's doing. Yeah. He's going to do it, right? He's like, I'm going to do you know, this character. And you know who does that? Who we haven't talked about much yet, but he's a lot of uh, places in the superlatives that are going to come up here is Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is a phenomenal actor that just works a lot. And he knows not everything's going to be gold, but he's like, you know, damn it, I'm an actor. I'm going to go out there and do my best. So, like, yeah, you have to know that they know everything's not gold, right? But, yeah, there's – there's because you talk about, like, there's movies that are just awesomely bad or, like, so bad they're good or how did they know that this wasn't going to be good. I do think that there are people that, like, try to make a movie that's so bad they hope it'll be good. And a good example of this that I saw recently <laughs> is Jennifer's Body. It showed up on a handful of like uh, horror movie lists, uh, you know, like Halloween uh, type lists. It's basically it's Amanda Seyfried kind of before she Megan got Fox. big. And it's uh, what's her name? Megan Fox um, is like the, the lead. So she's basically kind of becomes like not really a vampire, but kind of like an undead creature. And like, but I'm telling you, like, it's it's cheesy and corny and bad. And like all the dialogue is awful. But as you're watching it, you're like, it actually it, it feels like. It's not like the, they, they know, like, oh, this is bad. Like, it feels like they're trying to make something that's so bad that eventually people will think it's good, and it, it doesn't work. It just feels bad the entire time on all levels. But people are trying to convince me now, like, oh, no, it's it's finally getting to that. Like, it's so bad, it's good. I'm like, no, it's just still bad. Um, but, yeah, just something about – and, like, there's, there's you know, pieces of it that I'll watch that I'm like, oh, you know, like, maybe that scene's not great. And then there's scenes that I didn't get the first time through that are so obvious, right? Like when, um, uh, like Ken and Ryu are like, you know, in, in the, in the prison and, um, or like the detention thing and like Giles, uh, you know, hatching a plan to like have them like, you know, kind of be his guys on the inside of the, of the crime faction. And, uh, and he kind of looks at them kind of winky winky, like guys, the only way you're getting out of here is over my dead body. So the first time I'm watching it, it's like, okay, they're not getting out of here. But then I realized in the second watching, oh, because <laughs> so, they're going to fake kill him and they're getting out over his dead body. Like, now I get it. So, yeah, it's oh, it's just just so great. Um, I, I really – I'm actually overdue. I, I usually watch it, you know, every year. I don't think I've watched it this year. So the Laserdisc <laughs> player has to come out before we uh, put it away for the winter. So I, – I... I've never watched the Chun like whatever that Chun Li movie was. Has anybody I, ever seen that one? And I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, like the Legend yeah. of Chun Li or whatever. Also, I don't know if you've seen yeah. it, the Street Fighter movie that Machinima put out. I I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things. No. It's supposed to be I really see. really good. Uh, I oh okay. The I remember watching the anime. Uh, the Machinima movie, I bought it for uh, a gift exchange we were doing at my old store, and I tried really hard to win it so I could watch the movie, and someone else got it, so I, I haven't actually seen it yet. Mm. Uh, okay. So yeah, and I should mention, I didn't mention this earlier, I, I, 
I, I told myself like nothing animated because there's a lot of you know oh, God, animated yeah. uh, uh, stuff out there that you could have pulled from. So that'd be a whole separate conversation. But yeah, I forgot about that uh, uh, that Street Fighter from Machinima. But yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah, classic. Street, Street if you Fighter haven't seen awesome. the, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it and watch. Yeah the game and have a wonderful laugh yeah and there there are an unlimited number of crazy stories from the you know production and like affairs that you know being had between actors and yeah just uh it's just a a a great uh fun rabbit hole to dive down into if you're not familiar good pick all right Thank you. So it's yeah, no surprise so there. So, I didn't so have Kel, an what are we what are we going with? My picks. So I I went with uh, Dragon Quest Go Your Story, it. which is I think 2019, 2018 maybe. Uh, I, I same thing. I would never have watched this because I'm like I like I love Dragon Quest, but do I need to see a movie? Probably not. But my son was like, you should watch this movie with me. It's about this game. I know you like. I was like, all right. I've got two hours to kill. We'll sit down. Holy crap. Did it blow me away? And I had to watch it again, like two days later. I'm like, was it that good? Or was I just like in a really good mood that day or something? And I'm like, no, that was so good. (laughs) Uh, So it, it very much follows the story of Dragon Quest five and adapts it really well. And Dragon Quest five is in my opinion so far i've played through all of them except for the newest one uh the best dragon quest by by like a lot yeah everybody says that and and they don't really shy away from the the really cool parts of that story because there's some rough parts like uh like there's some family members that get lost there's Mm -hmm. like these big time gaps that are pretty sad how they happen and and they they go through all of it like it's you get the good and the bad and because it's dragon quest it's also really playful and fun and they they really have mm. a lot of fun with it at times too and if you know dragon quest 5 there's uh different girls you can you can choose to spend your life with uh and so they they make that like a really important part of the story too like you meet both of these women and uh it's it's a tough decision like where which way is gonna go and then the thing that really caught me off guard in this movie like it 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 was a really good retelling of dragon quest 5 and then right at the end they have this really meta twist that totally caught me off guard and would be really stupid if i tried to explain it to you so i I won't even try it was so (laughs) good it 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 was not at all oh, it has cool. nothing to do with the game itself uh and i like yeah i don't know how to talk about it without revealing like a major spoiler but it's really neat way to end it and a really surprisingly emotional way to end it and mm. i i've never seen a video game movie ever uh, i like and i've i've seen dozens of them now that have adapted the source material so well mm. and also been able to mm. like have some commentary about it at the end too which was really neat mm. so so you mentioned yeah, my son you said your yeah. kids it's, it's on netflix it? i don't know if it's been on anything else yeah okay so and then he, he so he's obviously no a, a he, like Quest, he only uh, really well. he knows the character oh, from really? smash brothers now 
um, which I think he just knew that I was gotcha. playing through Dragon Quest games because I was. He's like, he was in the back of the seat, in the back seat of the car playing uh, Smash Brothers, and I could hear spells being cast, and I'm like. I, I know those spells and I started asking him <laughs> questions and he's like, you know, hero. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know hero. And we, we talked about dragon quest spells and then, yeah, we yeah. were able to bond over this movie like a month later. It was great. That's awesome. So, uh, is it, how, would you recommend it for someone with zero? I knowledge think of the so. Source I material? think as long as you've played and connected with the JRPG, anyone like, like how you played through six, final yeah. fantasy six recently. Um, I think you would appreciate this the same way uh knowing the game or not uh, it's the game's got a really good story and then i think okay. the twist at the end uh you can take your experience from another game and relate it to that yeah and is this uh that uh, I, I don't know produced, i haven't uh, film seen it well? anything else I, I hope it comes out on a disc that... at some point like i would love to own mm. this one it, it's really really good because uh, yeah, I, I recently read a story that it was like the headline was something like Netflix like is is investing big on video game properties, and it was like twenty or thirty different video yeah. game things that are like in development now between like TV shows and movies. So it's interesting to hear that. Uh, I'd be curious to know if that ends if that is was produced really by really a Netflix, yeah. but it and sounds like awesome. you can watch it by yourself, or you can watch it with the family too. Um, I don't know if they'll understand the ending the same way, but the all the rest of the movie, I think they'll have. It's a really fun. Mm-hmm like fantasy journey uh if if your kids are into that kind of stuff awesome very cool that's uh yeah no definitely uh i could see how you would think that your uh pick was safe uh but uh uh, chris (laughs) i'm sorry that kelsey took your number one so now you're gonna have to go to a backup apologies there i took your number two kelsey took your number one you got to owe you some uh some uh some regular coke when this is all over (laughs) it's it's all right. Um, that sounds interesting, though. I, I remember what, yeah. hearing when it came out, but um, yeah, it's cool. So my number one, and it probably didn't worry too much about anybody taking it either, um, and that would be the original cool. Tron. Um, oh, the OG, okay. Yeah, so um, when the original Tron came out, um, as far as a family-friendly kind of video game movie, that was basically Probably, the first yeah. um and and it was a big deal you know it was a big thing yep. in theaters and i mean they had, there was a toy line and the whole thing of course it's disney i mean you know what you would expect out of it but for being about video games even though kids could enjoy it it was a surprisingly adult story really for the characters um because you know the the story being that um this guy is Flynn, right? He's a um, big game guy, like has his own arcade, which is <laughs> a really cool when you see it. But um, like he's written this game, uh, Space Paranoids, I think, is if I remember right what it is. And um, and it's been stolen by this other company. And they're going to break in and, and, you know, get his thing back or whatever the case is. But they, I don't remember the full details. They've developed like this special laser scanner thing, and he accidentally gets trapped, and it like sucks him into the computer world. And uh, kind of the gamey piece though is that like he has to participate in these games um, inside like the computer world. So like 
like the famous light cycles um, that he participates in. The There's deadly like, discs. Um, this yeah. disc, deadly disc battle. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like each person has their own disc, and if your disc gets destroyed, you're done. And mm. um, and so they, there's a fight with that, and I mean it's they used this really neat artistic effect, which was new just for this film. Um, you know, so if you've not seen it, it, it's this it's black and white, but they used like a certain material to make certain pieces glow. So you know, certain parts of the characters' costumes will glow either like a blue or a red or, or whatever. And, um, and and that was a very unique um, thing at the time, right? You hadn't really seen anything quite like it. And it did kind of make you feel like it was this otherworldly kind of thing. And it was the early days of CG, so you had some of that coming in. And even though it's pretty basic CG, it still looks pretty decent. Where mm. it, it's weird how, like, that, like, Last Firefighter and Tron, that early 3D... It was very simple, but it was simple enough to where it really held up because it wasn't trying to look like anything real. Whereas that early 2000s CG where they were trying to make things look real looks terrible now. And it stands out like a sore thumb. This, I think, still holds up today. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I was doing research for this list, I kept coming across these things when I was looking at Last Starfighter stuff that said um, Last Starfighter and Tron have the distinction of being like some of the earliest uh, films that have extensive CG use. A lot of films would have like a little thing here and there. Uh, They used a ton. And I mean, yeah, there's a few spots where like you kind of see like the, the cracks in the paint when you watch it, you know, years later. But like, I don't think it looks bad at all and some of it looks really really good like the scene in last starfighter when the ship's like spinning around and firing like all the different uh uh, so yeah that's i've actually uh uh i've never seen the original tron oh wow um i've seen legacy i absolutely love the beginning of legacy where he's uh, flynn's explaining to his son kind of like the whole backstory i think it's a brilliant way to get anyone who hadn't seen the original like me to get involved, uh, invested in the universe. And as someone who didn't see the original, I absolutely love Legacy. And for some reason, yeah, the OG's been on my watch list for such a long time. Uh, I think the music is such a big, big part of why Legacy hits so hard. And not just the music, but just the sound uh, uh, in that world. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I didn't know that you were uh, such a big fan of this one. Yeah, it's a great flick. Um, yeah, mm. you might might put it on your watch list i i would yeah i would still tell people it holds up and you would it's gotta be on disney plus right i would guess it's gotta be on disney Um, plus let me check while we're chatting but i you know i would think even today if you haven't seen it i think you would still be able to enjoy it um for Mm. what it is the acting was good um it didn't like i said the story is surprisingly adult Mm. for what it was a movie about video games in the early 80s but I'll also say a lot of people that played video games in the early 80s were older. Mm. Uh, I mean, in their 20s or in things. So it's not too surprising, I guess. So, yeah, that, that would be my number one. And it did not come <laughs> out in 1948. Nope. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a little little joke from, <laughs> on my part. So, and, uh, you know, it's funny because I, having not, you know, really been around uh well i was one when this came out or sorry almost one 
Um, I didn't know if the game existed before the movie, no. so I looked it up. I looked it up, and yeah, the arcade game was a tie-in that hit very shortly after uh, the movie came out. So they were, I, I would imagine, planned to be released like around the same time. Yeah, the arcade game I remember seeing right around that time and playing, and then in television there were it was those games were exclusive to in television. There were several Tron games, mm. and Tron Deadly Discs. We paid a lot when I was a kid. It was a good game. Um, the There was another one called Tron Solar Sailor. Never made any sense to me, and I never learned how to play it. But um, <laughs> Tron Deadly Discs was cool. It was a fun game. And the arcade awesome. version of Tron Deadly Discs is awesome if you can find an environmental Ugh. cab for that one. Mm. It's really cool, and I would highly recommend playing it. Awesome. So uh, anything no, to add about Tron? Another Kill one before like we move on, on to our uh, forever. I've just never come across. Wow, a, neither a of you. I've seen Tron Legacy and loved it as well. So I, it's even higher on my list. I, I, I think you guys so. would enjoy Have you the seen Legacy, Tron. Chris. What do you yeah. feel about that one? Yeah, thumbs up. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, I liked cool. Tron. Yeah, Tron Legacy was good. Uh, it was a uh, obviously a different type of film due to the. Computers were so new to the public at that point in time, you know, the way they had to approach it was quite different when the original Tron came out. But, um, you know, obviously when it came to the second one, people knew that what that was and they could lean more into the cyber kind of world um, harder. Trying to, I think, explain the ideas to people imagine. in the early eighties. I've been was just in the last challenge. like two or three days. Absolutely, I've been listening yeah. to this podcast, going through like old computer history from like the seventies, uh, both in North America and Europe. I can't imagine a movie like Tron trying to explain computers to the general public at that time. Like it yeah. was so foreign to everybody. I mean, yeah. I had a home computer as a kid. You know, when I was young, I'm going to tell you, hardly, it was very rare for people yeah. to have a home computer. It just wasn't a thing. Yeah, when we had our 386, I remember, like, talking to kids at school. I was like, we got a computer. Like, do you guys? are like, no, we don't have a computer. Like, it's it was not a thing. Oh. And and with them. Um, it wasn't until the uh, 90s. And, yeah. And then, so, and another thing about Tron Legacy is I remember Tron Legacy, or at least I have memories of Tron Legacy being, like, a, a known thing for a long time before it came out. I, and I don't know if it yeah. was a development hell thing or not. I just remember people knew that they were working on a new Tron. And I remember like talking about it with people and people were like, it would just kind of come up a conversation uh, like with just random people we talking about. And they're like, Oh yeah, they're making another Tron. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then like the trailers, like it was a big, big deal for a long time, like before it came out. And, like, there was a little bit of apprehension on my part, like, oh, is this really the highly anticipated thing based on an older thing? Like, is it going to be good? Is it going to, you know, like, not hold up? But I, I think this movie is phenomenal. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a blind spot for me. But if it's on Disney+, Plus, I'll, uh, I'll give it a look. Yeah. And it, oh, it is awesome. Yeah, I, I would have. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's something you could watch with your kids. I think it would mm -hmm. hold up enough where they could enjoy it. Awesome. Well, very cool. So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, just kind of going through like, you know, some of our favorites, but, uh, you know, there's, there's so, so many, you know, more out there. So I thought it might be fun to kind of throw some little awards together here. 
Uh, we'll go through these like fairly quickly, but if you guys want to, you know, throw any in, or if you have any, you know, awards of uh, your your own that you want to uh, jump in here. Uh, one thing before I forget, because uh, I would have forgotten, the movie that I would have swapped in if Chris had stolen Street Fighter from that. me. I know. Uh, so uh, it a little bit of a surprise. I might have mentioned this before. Uh, you know, we only watched it because of my kids. I really, really, <laughs> really like the Angry Birds movie. I think it's really okay. good. Never seen and, it. And uh, I'm a big, big fan. Um, it's Jason Sudeikis. Um, he's not like a really, like, you know, kind, lovable character like the like the Ted Lasso character. He's more of like an absolute jerk who kind of transitions into like, you know, becoming a person who... Exactly, yeah. It, becoming a person who knows what a friend is and values other people as opposed to just like hates everybody and is rude to everybody type deal. Um, and I know Kelsey doesn't like him, uh, but Danny McBride is in it as well. And I really, really like Danny McBride and Josh Gad like rounds out the a trio of, uh, you know, of those guys. And there's a whole bunch of other great voices in there, like uh, Hannibal Burris and uh, 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 Key, Key and Peele are both in it. Um, kind of briefly, like little cameo roles, but honestly, like my kids kind of like had it on because they liked Angry Birds and just over watching it a handful of times, I would kind of catch like more and more of it each time. And I'm like, this has been good. Like every like segment I've seen. So we finally like sat down and watched it. It's really good. The second one I, is I not bad. I don't my like son it as much. To the theater to watch that on his Angry first Birds. like date in quotes. He was like seven years old or eight years old. Uh, he was friends with our neighbor. Mm. So I took them to the movies. I sat behind them. I fell asleep about 10 minutes into the movie and they woke me up at the credits to like take them home. <laughs> That's awesome. The the only movie that I have a recollection of falling asleep during, uh, I know it's a really weird one to, to mention, but I'm almost positive it was <laughs> The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I don't know why I was even there. I think it was like a group of people. And they, we all yeah. like went like after like you know a shift at Disney or so. We're all going to the movies, and I just like went into whatever movie they were seeing. My, and same thing, my they daughter's been watching at that the credits. Lately. Like, and all right, it's want, over. Since you're doing the Marvel thing right now, if you want to have a good chuckle, uh, Google Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and then next to that in the same search bar, type uh, Ant Man Quantumania, and they have shots from the Quantumania trailer that look identical yeah. to shots from Shark Boy and Lava Girl, like multiple shots. It's really funny. Ooh interesting so well, it's, it's funny since we just watched ant-man tonight and they they tease the wasp pretty hard like they mention the wasp and then they show the the suit like at the end of the movie but they also like hank like turns to like a picture of his wife who has been lost for many years and it's like a picture of michael douglas and then his wife just has like the, <laughs> the great big brim of a hat like covering her face because like they haven't cast the actress yet and i was like who puts a picture of their wife up on the wall with like her entire face? Covered? I love once, like, what are we doing once they cast here? her when they're doing the the funeral scene in uh, um, Endgame, and the like behind the scenes, uh, mm. Tom Holland. He's just like looking around because he's like they they're so secretive about all the casting. He's like, is that Michelle Pfeiffer? Like, why is she here? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that was that, that was that was a great scene for sure. All right, so uh, uh, without uh, any more uh, Angry Birds uh, uh, interruptions here, um, so I have the uh, award for most attempts uh, given to Resident Evil. 
Because man, I did not I, realize I think how I've seen many them all Resident too. Evil films there were. And I love Mia Jovovich, uh, if that's how you say it. Um, and I, I started loving her mm-hmm. uh, when Fifth Element came out. Uh, she's been one of my favorites for a long time, but I don't know how anyone ever tops that role, that performance, uh, that movie. So whatever else she does, um, she's always going to be a uh, uh, Lilu uh, for me. But uh, yeah, Resident Evil, I think I saw the first one, maybe two. But after that, I was like, all right, I don't think these are really for me. So <laughs> as someone who's seen all of them, can you tell me, like, do we ever get, like, any really cool, like, well, nemesis well, or Western moments I don't know if I call them really cool, like but you do get moments for both of those characters. Uh, every <laughs> movie, oh, cool. they, like, okay. introduce a new character from the game, and they're only that character in name. They are nothing like any of these characters. They, mm. The movie series is so different from the game series. There's, there's like, not, not really a common thread between the oh, two other than bad. they just borrow names from there. Okay. Well, there was that's, even that's too, um, that's too bad. that Resident uh, Evil yeah, CG generation. I own that one. That one's back. a little better. A lot closer to the. Oh, I, I saw that one in the theater. theater release. Oh wow! It did get a theatrical release. I saw it in the theater with my buddy. And yeah, that one's a better adaptation than any of the that's live cool. action ones. I, I've only <laughs> seen the first Mia Jovovich movie so they just yeah. they do the same thing but more every single movie so by the time they get to like the seventh one it's just like everything is exploding and there's every single person has like multiple guns on them at all times and like it's they're just crazy action movies at that point which is the polar opposite of every resident evil right, yeah where it's like i don't have enough ammo to shoot everything yeah, i need to moving, methodical that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the whole point of the tension right yeah. like oh i don't have yeah. enough bullets so yeah, I, I was hoping maybe there was like a gem I'm, in there that someone. I mean, like, if yeah, you're not, bad, if you don't sure want a Resident Evil one, movie, if I... you just want like a, a turn your brain off action movie, like you probably get a lot of enjoyment out of them. But I just want a Resident Evil movie, and we haven't really got one. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so most attempts Resident Evil. Um, uh, it probably goes without saying, but uh, this is the How Did This Get Made award. <laughs> And a lot of these could get the How Did This Get Made awards. So the, what I base this on are movies that uh, have a, uh, a rotten score of 29 or less. <laughs> so in this list, we have uh, Max Payne, the Mark Wahlberg Max Payne at 29. Wing Commander. I just picked that one up I recently, so I'm going to watch about. Wing Commander soon. Yeah, and I remember that it was Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard, um, who were a couple guys, of like yeah. very popular like '90s uh, actors of that age. Uh, you know, your your scream and kind of teen, uh, you know, like type uh, movies. Um, and the th- the cool thing about Wing Commander, it was already very cinematic yeah. with like you know like actors Mark doing, like you know <laughs> exactly uh, like live actors doing uh, uh, and, I, and, and what was the guy's too? name from? Um, yeah. Malcolm McDowell, yeah, was in Wing Commander 4 and possibly others, but that's just the one I played uh, that Malcolm was in. Um, I forgot that there was a Far Cry movie, and so did everyone else because know. I got a 12. I didn't know that. And and I forgot about this one, so Blood Rain, and I forget the actress's name, but it was the the woman from Terminator 3. Claire Danes? Do you remember there was the... I never saw remember there was the, <laughs> the Blood the, Rain. The no, no, yeah, the, uh, the, the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I remember that red leather outfit. 
but like I and I remember her face, but yeah, I don't remember the actress's name. So yeah, though I mean, again, if you guys have any, you know, I, how did I, this get made? I would add Dead or Alive, which was so bad it never really got released. It just got kind of leaked back out onto the internet <laughs> I watched, or whatever I watched that at some one. point in time. Which is a shame that... because Yeah. <laughs> It was just a shame because I was really hoping they would follow it up with uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Um, but, uh, that's on that, cinema. Uh, the background I've got on yeah. my is from the King of Fighters movie, which I, I found out there was a King of Fighters movie, and I'm like, oh, I should mm. check that out. And I looked at the trailer, and I'm like, I don't ever need to watch that. And then I, I looked at it closer, and I'm like, wait, that's Ray Park. He's really cool. Maybe I should watch that. And, and I, I watched it. Oh, it's wow. Now- the worst thing. And like none of the characters are the characters that they're supposed to be like i don't know who this movie's for it's so weird so he plays rugel like who does he play in the in the games he's like wearing like a tuxedo and he like holds a glass of wine like he's really fancy yeah and if you look at him in the movies he's like just edgy like uh leather and like sunglasses kind of guy like total opposite (laughs) yeah that's weird if i was gonna think of a king of fighters like the star would have to be that it'd be like iori or or, yeah kyo or or terry Um, iori would be like the bad guy kind of right yeah yeah you you do like a terry iori kind of i I don't even remember terry being in the movie i don't think he was in the movie (laughs) wow Okay. I didn't realize that was Ray Park until you mentioned it, and now I just see uh, right? Toad and uh, Darth Maul, and <laughs> yep. Do they at least have uh, Mai in the movie? I remember like the the bad more of the bad guys like Shermie and uh, like none none of the characters you wanted to be in the movie oh. were in the movie. It was like all the B listers. Mm. No, Kra- was a Krauser I, in there? I, it's been a long time. I don't remember if Krauser was in there. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's fine. No, it's okay. Don't. I don't need to watch it either. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. So, um, uh, this next one I called movie kind of based on a video game that doesn't exist. Then they made <laughs> the game afterward award. Um, so I did write the last Starfighter in uh, for this one. Also adding, while it's not really the same game as in the yeah. movie, and you guys further nailed that point home because <laughs> that game just previously existed. Yeah, because when you watch um, the movie, it's basically like Star Wars, the arcade game. It's kind of like what yeah. it's playing. Right on the on the on that you know you know mock up game that he's playing in the in the trailer park. I'd say it's know. probably either like that or maybe like Elite. If you wanted to try to tie it to like a real game, right. something like that. Yep. And then we already mentioned this, but I said honorable mention to Tron, but the arcade game came out like pretty much at the same time as the movie. So it probably was a tie in. Um, and then I've already mentioned this a few times. Uh, oh, I forgot they made that. Uh, <laughs> but this one, this one really like I knew it happened and just left my brain totally. Need for Speed. Yeah. Starring Aaron Paul. So it sounds like Aaron Paul got a little famous from Breaking Bad. And they were like, what can we put him in? Like, uh, <laughs> let's put him no in a Need for Speed movie. But also, I mean, you got to think that they were looking at the Fast and Furious movies and thinking like, oh, can we can Probably. we get it on some of this yeah. car movie money? And uh, I yeah. remember so either one of you guys all, uh, catch this really one. I was really into Breaking Bad when it was out. I remember a lot of the uh, hype for mm. the movie. And then I don't remember it coming out. I just remember them like they're making it. Aaron Paul's in it. It's going to be yeah. huge. And then crickets. And then yep. apparently it came out at some point. 
Yep. Yeah. So I I I don't know anyone who's seen it. So it's uh, I I do like Aaron Paul. So you know I wouldn't mind maybe uh get like giving it a chance and then it, if after it, a small it, amount of time it didn't rank under 29 enough, so it might it. Uh, might be worth a watch no yeah <laughs> so, kind of so uh, going with yep, this go and also going back to the other ones i've just thought of battleship <laughs> i gotta tell you that's a really that, really like a good call i didn't game, see though, that on any lists when i was looking stuff up I, I know there yeah, were, but like, was that was based on ship. the board game, right? Because of the aliens. Based on right? the board game. Just like the aliens. Yeah, from the board sure. And, and I, I, and I got to tell you, but that's another one. I don't How remem- did that get made? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I don't remember why I started watching it, oh, but I have seen Battleship, <laughs> and I got to tell you, I really, really liked it. Oh, no. I'm not kidding, and hopefully it's not bad. And I was saying things, Kelsey, like maybe I was just in a really good mood. I was just saying, were you like on on cold medicine or something? (laughs) But I, but I think it was. uh, uh, If I'm thinking of the same movie, it's Liam Neeson and it's uh, Taylor Kitsch. I I think is like so. Liam Neeson is like the commander. (laughs) Hang hang on, we we have to. He was too busy making the the Taken movies. Hang on. Battleship 2010. Liam Neeson, Taylor Kitsch. Don't... Every once in a while, my memory doesn't <laughs> fail like an old person. <laughs> It'd be like making a tic-tac-toe movie. <laughs> I'm just... telling you. I'm telling you. So, so this is a kaiju movie. Uh, but I'm telling you, I remember like, just, it was one of those things where like, you know, I just kind of saw it and I'm like, ah, what the hell? Let me hit play. And I was like, man, this is actually really good. And I've told people that I really like it and they're like, you're crazy. Um, I, but I will go on record saying I really, really do like the battleship movie. So, uh, uh, and then, so the, the, the next one in my, uh, I forgot they made this was, um, I totally Michael forgot they Fassbender. made an Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender. No idea. That's great. I like Michael Fassbender. He's done some good things. Uh, uh, you know, the Prometheus movie. movies were like love a little it. bit, uh, yeah. uh, polarizing. Yeah. A lot of people love it, and a lot of people are not into it. I really love that first one, and then the uh, Alien Covenant was like the, he, he the was okay good in Covenant one for me. Though, Prometheus like, was the great, creepy like uh, android. Yes, been, like, absolutely on his own for a while. Like, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, like like dyeing his hair and stuff. Like he he was he was awesome. But yeah, I would I would actually give the the Assassin's Creed uh, movie a try. It it's it kind of reminds me of a similar like period piece movie that. Saying, and another one of those in the vein of like I like it I don't know if anyone else does I saw the Jake Gyllenhaal Prince of Persia movie at a drive-in uh-huh. theater it was part of a triple feature uh, it was what's the Wolverine movie where they're on top of the train uh, uh, in Japan like the bullet train Wolverine, I remember it but I don't know the Wolverine was. yeah that's the, that's just the, the yeah the Wolverine so the, the, the feature was the Wolverine Pacific Rim and Prince of Persia and we got like halfway through Prince of Persia. The people I'm with are falling asleep. They're like, we want to go home. And I was like, you can sleep in the car. So I'm watching I Prince watched, of Persia. I think, every Jake Gyllenhaal movie up to that. And then I was like, nope, he's finally done something I have no interest in. And I just stopped. Yeah. I, I, I remember. I remember you're so and remind me you were a fan of Sands yeah. of Time and nope, not the ones exactly after right. that. I or you don't Sands like Sands of time, of time. And they got a little bit okay. worse every game gotcha. after that for me. 
Yeah, Two Thrones, Warrior Within. Um, I, I played, but I didn't love. And then the the reboot, um, just the Prince of Persia reboot, I actually really liked. But the Prince of Persia, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. movie, is essentially Sands of Time. Uh, and mentioned yeah. him before, Ben Kingsley's in it. So, uh, so yeah, the Assassin's Creed. Um, I and I don't. Did, did think you know I there was a Dungeon one. Siege this is movie? You guys threw it on here with Jason Stratham in it. I did, found that out researching did not, for this topic, is, uh, and that blows my mind. So so wait so wait a minute. Is that the so, ones? It's not yes, called that, and though, then right? In is really small in text under in the name of the king, it says a dungeon siege story. I didn't know in the name yeah. of the king was a dungeon was a video game. The, uh, little tiny letters oh, right underneath man. that. Yeah, that's funny. Basically, a, a Star Wars story. <laughs> that's where they got the idea. That's great. Jason's oh man oh and then uh, uh, the other one I, I I threw in here was Hitman uh, with uh, Agent Forty Seven with Timothy Oliphant which I saw and forgot but yeah that's that's a revelation for me I didn't realize in the name of the king because I think there's several oh is there I didn't know the there was king more movies. than one I th- I th- I think there are unless I'm mistaken but yeah that's but I saw Dungeon Siege on there and I I was like wait a minute that's that's a good one. So, uh, and then we brought her up before, but uh, right here for the Gluttons for Punishment Award, you gotta, you gotta mention Mia Jovovich for just continuing to say yes. But I mean, who can blame her? They want to pay yeah. her some money. Keep taking. It looks the work, like a fun right? movie to it's be. Not in. Her like, fault. Things are blowing up. You um, get to run around. Cool costumes. Yeah. Cash the yeah. check, man. It, Go for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, now, even though he's only been in a few, but, you know, I mentioned Mark Wahlberg because you got Max Payne, you got Uncharted, uh, you know, there's there's a few video game uh, uh, movies in there. Uh, you got to mention uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. being in I more than a few. I still can't wrap my head around uh, that like, they thought Rampage was enough of a property like 30 years later to make a movie about it with yeah. like the biggest actor in the world. Yeah. Like. <laughs> It's crazy, right? I almost didn't put him on this list just because he is the biggest actor. So, like, of course, he's going to be in a little bit of everything, especially action. But, yeah, when I saw Rampage Doom. on some of these he lists, I'm like, well, we got him. And then yeah. very, very, very early on, Doom, exactly, with the amazing Carl Urban of, uh, you know. Just that m- horrible first person part of the movie. Oh, my God. So oh that segment. God. And so here's the thing. When I saw it in the theater... And when I saw that, like at whatever age I was, I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and now, like now I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is like a little bit, you know, pandery and cringy. And like, I get why they did it. And it's like, at least the whole movie's not like that. Thank right. God. But yeah, that segment is, uh, is, you know, not this rough, not the best. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we got, we got to mention uh, DJ and then, um, I also threw initials in here. I don't know if you ball? guys can tell who this is. This it is yeah, that's Ball. A, yeah. I didn't have to worry so, about that one. He's done a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, uh, I actually, I hadn't really thought about him in a while. Cause for a long time, he was just like the video game adaptation director. Like he wanted to adapt everything. And I looked back at some of the stuff he did. And this is when I, I realized another one that I had forgotten about, uh, alone in the dark. Uh, so he did alone in the dark. He did house of the dead. He did blood rain. He did, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege story, <laughs> Blood Rain Two, uh, Postal, <laughs> Alone in the Dark Two. He did the awful Far Cry movie that everyone forgot about. Uh, 
It's an English language German action film. Somebody I love has that to intro. Stop this man. It's an English language German action film. Well, wait a minute. Is it a German action film or not? What's an English language German action film? Can you have a German language American oh. action film? <laughs> I really just so, don't understand. Uh, like, who's the backing all this stuff, right? I mean, who's yeah. putting up the money? Yep. He did another. He did. He did a third I, like, blood I, rain. He did another like, in the name of the king. And I don't know he if this did. is true. It just feels like he's got some kind of in at THQ, and every time they make a movie, he's like, or every time they make a yeah. game, he's like, hey, do a movie. <laughs> his cousin. His cousin yeah. is the CEO. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I hadn't heard from him in a while, but then I just realized it's because he hasn't made anything that's been like on my radar. Um, so, uh, I don't know if this is a sequel to the Dwayne, the rock Johnson movie, but in 2016, he did rampage <laughs> president down. So I think it's just a different rampage. It's just a generic action movie, but he does have, uh, several things in development. So, uh, I'm sure but yeah, does. forgot about this guy, but yeah, Uwe Boll was big on the game adaptations for a while. Um, and then, so I had one here. Uh, this is a, a fill in the blank for you guys. I don't know if you saw this. If not, I'll give you a couple minutes to think about it. Is there a video game movie that you really, really wanted to love and you saw it and you were just like, uh, unfortunately didn't really do it for me. Yeah. If you got one, go for it. I'm going to think on this for a sec. Yeah, Chris, anything? I mean, I guess the first thing that pops to mind when we talk mm -hmm. about video game movie that i really wanted to love um because we've talked about so many of these here I, I mean i'd probably have to put it up to like like whatever the second mortal Kombat movie i don't remember what it yeah. was called annihilation now. i yeah. want to say like i remember yeah. like the first one going to see it and being like all right, Mortal Kombat, right? Like, it was just enough of, like, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Let's go watch it. Yeah. And kind of enjoying it for what it was. And then the second one came out. And it was kind of like just, oh, it's a Mortal yeah. Kombat movie. But it really just, it really yeah. wasn't very good. And they didn't have Christopher I, Lambert yeah. anymore. And it was like, uh, just, oh, yeah. man. The, the guy they have is an actor I like a lot, but he's not Christopher Lambert. No. And, and I've I've only I've only seen the first 10, 15 minutes of it because I, I some, couldn't make it through some that. Yeah. CGI um, in that movie. I mean, you the got reptile stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good movie, and like the first one wasn't an awesome movie, but it was entertaining enough, and I enjoyed right. it. The, that second one is just a bad movie, and I feel yeah. like I sh should have gotten my money back at the theater for that. Yeah. Uh, James Remar is the the name uh, of the gentleman who took over uh, Raiden, who I love in many many things. Um, but uh, this this movie was not his fault. That was it was not a not a pleasant time at the theater. I'll just All say right, I thought much. it won, Bill. Yeah, the, uh, the new Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog yeah, movies, it. both of them. Uh, oh. oh, okay. Yeah, because those were actually on my. I was. I had them on the the mention list, and I gotta. I'll let you go first, Everyone but I gotta say I kind of agree them. with you on this. I don't like the like real world slash Sonic like setting. Uh, I don't think they did it as well as like Detective Pikachu did. Uh, I I really, and and it's grown over the years. I like I loved him when I was a kid, but man, Jim Carrey drives me nuts, and he is just Jim Carrey in these movies. Mm. 
and like he is in every movie. And so, you mean can, don't, Canada's don't you dare associate. You guys have had him longer than we have. He's yours now. <laughs> um, yeah, he just rubs me the wrong way, and he's just himself, like he is in every movie, uh, which doesn't fit the character. It doesn't fit the tone of the movie. Like I, I really despise him in there. Um, the guy playing Sonic's fine. He's good. Uh, he's, he's fun and and has some fun with it. But like, it, they're just. Yeah, like the whole yeah, uh, premise of the movies is so dumb because of all the real world settings. Like the second one, like there's a lot of wedding stuff going on with the people he lives with. And it's like, this has nothing to do with Sonic. I don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah. You don't remember the Sonic yeah. game where he. Yeah, I, with, like, I do remember that woman? game. But this isn't Sonic's <laughs> wedding. This is his like his roommate's wedding, basically. <laughs> <laughs> So, not, so sorry, the Sonic movie that came it's out, or like you know, the whole story is like sisters' wedding. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched yeah. the movies, and I'm not going to. So <laughs> the um, so the like the the trailer came out, the world <laughs> went crazy because Sonic looked awful, and then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna redo it," and then they redid it, and um, you know, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is really cool that they did that," and like I saw it, and I'm like. Uh, whatever it's okay it's not great i mean it's not a great sonic movie like it's it you could have just like inserted like you know buddy you know comedy name it whatever you want and take out the cg mm-hmm. characters the same movie um i agree jim carrey in the first movie is like absolutely nothing like uh, the robotnik character um i do think they made some some good changes in the second one but then they took like big steps back in just like why are we do why are we in any of these places and like why is there a scene where they're like you know doing a dance fight at a bar with like a russian you know like there's so many things that i've known and like why is there like a robotnik kaiju and like he was in another dimension and now he's back at least he looks like minus 300 pounds but like yeah there's a lot in there that the more yeah yeah there's there's the robotnik kaiju i I was actually excited about because i'm like oh like the sonic 2 last boss is in sonic 2 the movie but then they just Jim carried it and it's just, mm. it ends up being stupid and silly rather than cool. Yeah. yeah. And like, there were times where I like, I'm watching it and I'm like, I think this is dumb. I wonder if the kids, if it's like dumb enough where the kids are just, will just laugh at dumb humor. And like, they uh, weren't my daughter really, really super likes into it either. Them. So, so I, I've seen them both yeah. more than once. Mm. Gotcha. I've got to pop so, in so, and say that um, time traveling me, just popped in his, his head in the doorway and 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 said that uh, the Super Mario movie is the answer <laughs> to, this, to this question. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier myself. I was really excited to see it, and just it did it didn't hit all the buttons for me. Uh, it was very very dark. Not the, the environments. I, I'm talking about yeah. the future Super Mario movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah, um, I think I think future. I think past me who has seen the trailer <laughs> agrees with future you <laughs> who has seen the film. He had one shot from coming back to the future, and it was just just to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I always like to say, yeah. you know, cautiously optimistic, you know, I'll reserve. Yeah, I will end reserve. up saying it because I'm sure my kids will like me. <laughs> yeah, I want to. We'll, we'll I want to pretend yeah, exactly. my kids we make will me see it, but I the will be making my kids see it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the trailer, you know, when I was at the theater for Black Adam and mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, now this is one that I kind of, again, forgot about until I was like doing research for the show here, but, uh, I was such, such a big fan of the game and just especially like the emotional content and connection of the game, uh, that when I heard that they were making, uh, you know, this CG, uh, film based on the property, I was like, Ooh, this is going to be great. And I saw it in the theater and I don't think I've thought about it since then. And that is Final Fantasy, The Spirits. Spirits. I, I saw that in the theater too. Peter animation class in high school when that movie came out. So we dissected the heck out of it because of how it looked. We were like, look at the eyes Oof. on these characters and how do they yeah. do these translucent things. And we, we spent a lot, like nobody liked the actual movie, but we liked looking at it. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it was beautiful, yeah. and uh, I don't remember all uh, of the Alec actors Baldwin in it. I remember in it Steve too, Buscemi was in it, clearly. Uh, I yep. also Alec heard You're recently right. that that movie cost Square so much money, that was how Enix was able to acquire them shortly after. They they were really hurting financially because I, of that I movie. I didn't know that. That's what, that's what uh, made Sakaguchi leave. Oh, I didn't know all the stories behind this film. This is that's interesting yeah, stuff. They had set up a, a whole thing in Hawaii mm. to do this stuff, and uh, yes, he kind of had to fall on the sword on that one. Mm. So, um, yeah, I remember seeing it. Like, oh man, I remember leaving the theater with the buddy yeah. of mine that we didn't send. We we're just kind of looking at each other, like, okay, that was a yeah. that was a thing that we watched. Yeah, I I could be misremembering this. I want to say that the trailer for the Animatrix <laughs> was shown before this movie. I, I could be wrong, but like I I I seem to remember like that being like a promoted thing that was going to be because it was all you know the animated stuff kind of supporting each other. But I was really looking forward to this, and uh, it's just you know it, it I get flashbacks <laughs> of um the Last Remnant where I was just so excited about a thing, and it was like uh, oh good so yep uh and i mean no one wants to just go out there and hate on stuff right you want to like things sure. and this was just uh something you really were looking forward to and none of the things uh that they were you know firing on like none of it was hitting for me and i gotta throw in that same basket i'm sorry those folks that you may like it admit it, children it's better than uh, i actually haven't seen that one spirits within though Okay, it's We're better moving than in that, the right direction. That's the important thing. Yeah, oh, it's not a good movie. Yeah, I'm not like, f- what super if, familiar. What if Cloud and Sephiroth? The, the only more? thing I really remember about that movie <laughs> is movie after a fight, that. someone's ringtone goes off, and it's the fanfare music. Yeah, that's all I yes. remember. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm man. I'm not super familiar with the uh, with the story of Final Fantasy 15, but I've heard for, from people who enjoy that uh, the Final Fantasy 15 uh, world that Kingsglaive yeah. is excellent. I just don't think I know enough about the that the world of that game to get too much out of it. But I remember they were advertising Kingsglaive or like promoting Kingsglaive. I think it was either just before 15 came out or like very, very close to it. And it was at an E3 and they were talking about, oh, yeah, Kingsglaive is coming out like right before the game does. So you'll kind of like have like something in that world, like at the same time the game's coming out. And they had what's her name that plays Cersei in Game of Thrones? Uh, uh, Lena. 
Hadley. Yep, she's in Kingsclave, and I could be misremembering. It's either Aaron Paul or another actor for speed who's fame? also in it. But I of Need for Speed. Uh, well, of I don't know if you say fame. Obscurity? Of Need for Speed notoriety. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So uh, I mean, we could probably ramble on about game related movies and stuff all night. But uh, I'll go through my little uh, list of uh, honorable mentions here, and then if you guys have any others, and then we can wrap it up. Um, mentioned Angry Birds. Mentioned Sonic. We ended up mentioning Tron Legacy. I don't know if anyone mentioned. This is a very much easter egg slash video game adjacent movie but Good i wanted call. to mention yeah. scott pilgrim i love that uh, movie i didn't think to have that at least you know great film yeah for for again for gaming adjacent stuff lots of cool easter eggs um I, it was a big blind spot for me i only saw it for the first time recently last couple of years um, i haven't seen it yet but i've heard good things about the I ryan reynolds movie free movie. guy i've seen it it's, it's not yeah it's not worth yeah, your time. I, I, I know, I know it's not for everyone, but I've, I've heard, you it's know, okay. around the I, water cooler. I feel like, like oh, people that I don't thought. play video games, but want a cool movie about video games like it. Like my wife loves it. She doesn't play video games or know anything about them though. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh, maybe that's the reason yeah. behind it. If you're not like super into it. And then, uh, uh the, uh, the last one that, I want to say Chris may have mentioned, and this almost made my top three. I actually, re- but I, I wanted to, you know, kind of keep it. You know, I didn't want to have two, you know, game adjacent uh, films in there. I was a big, big fan yeah. of The Wizard uh, when I was uh, younger. This was one that we saw with friends. We had on VHS, and again, it's more of like a journey of with you know, like kind of based around video games. And I just think there's a lot of cool scenes with like. Bo Bridges being like Christian Slater's like uh, 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 dad, like waking him up in the so, middle of the night playing Ninja Turtles, that, like at that the game motel, drives and, like, me, or that movie drives me nuts now because they say things that are inaccurate about Nintendo games. Often, I'm yeah. like, did nobody that works in Nintendo like <laughs> yeah. proofread the script? Because he's like, I caught like a million points in Double Dragon. I'm like, you can't get a million points in Double Dragon. They yeah. only cared about selling Super Mario Three. That was the yeah. whole point of that movie. Yep. And I forget the, uh, uh, so it's definitely Fred Savage. I don't remember the, the kid's name who played yeah. the wizard and the. No, he wasn't the kid. No, he was the. No, only yeah, the, uh, uh, so like, right, yeah. And then, um, uh, I'm really bad, you know, with many names, but, uh, uh, the redhead who was in a, a lot of good movies uh, around that time, I believe she retired from acting and she's in a pretty prominent, like, indie rock band. Um, I know she's a musician. I'm going to get crap from this from everyone who's like, how do you not know who that is? So let me just go ahead and make sure we get her name mentioned here. Um, either you guys have any other um, uh, mentions before we uh, kind of wrap for it up? Me, no, we covered everything I wanted to get in. I guess I, I mentioned <laughs> Joysticks before. I wouldn't say that's a great movie, mm-hmm. but I mean... There's a lot of arcade games and stuff. I, I in just there. found out it's about that movie like six months ago. Is it basically mm-hmm. Porky's but with more video games? Mm-hmm. That that's the impression I got I from the poster. Um, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say. It, I mean, it doesn't like follow that same kind of plot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's an it's an eighties goofy comedy, you know, romp uh, around like an arcade and like saving an arcade. You know, 
it is what it is. If you know what it is and you're okay with watching through it. I remember we watched it. They had a live showing of it at CGE 2010 and like the <laughs> the director or whatever behind the movie was there to talk about it. Um cuz they could come out like a DVD release or something. Mm. But um that's nah, probably the only one. And I, I can't remember. God, I really wish I could remember the name of it. There was an 80s horror movie that was about video games. Like being sucked oh, in a video game. Wait, games. is that uh, the Eddie Furlong one? Uh, Brain Scan? Yes. <laughs> thank I should have thought yes, of that one. You. That movie's awesome. No, I'm, I'm have you seen that, Kel? I'm literally adding it to my Google list right now. Dude. Yeah. This I I honestly I mean my my memory is getting worse every year. I honestly can't believe I didn't even think yeah. of that. So I Eddie Furlong uh, stars. Um, there's a, a police detective um, played by Frank Langella, uh, who's awesome. And basically, Eddie Furlong's character is like super into like metal music and like horror movies, and he like runs like the horror movie club at school, and like. Uh, the, just the, the more gore, the better. Like you can't get enough violence. So his buddy's like, "Hey, I found this this computer game. It's supposed to be like the best." So and it's before virtual reality is a thing, but like it's basically like the flashing on the screen, like puts them in like this trance where like they're like first person, like actually like in this thing. But I'm telling you, this is a terrific movie, and the music is not done by John Carpenter, but it's like you know those John Carpenter scores that are like really simple. And he does all his own music. Um, the music I, sounds so like John I, Carpenter. It just searched it up, it's and it's like, really like IMDb six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes thirteen percent. But then it's like ninety one percent of Google users love this movie. I'm telling you, this movie is awesome. And uh, I can't remember the name of the girl who plays his like crush, who lives across the street. But she was in uh, the uh, the Mr. Mercedes um, uh, TV adaptation a couple years ago, the Stephen King book. She was awesome in that. And she was also in Blue Ruin. Brain Scan. Oh, we should call the episode Brain Scan. It's that good. Please go see Brain Scan. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, and before... The before, other one oh, that just ahead. popped to mind, now that we're talking about this, oh, yeah. <laughs> The Lawnmower Man. Like, I don't know yeah. how we didn't think of yeah. The Lawnmower Man, which even got, yeah. like, a Super Nintendo game. And, and I gotta and I gotta tell you, I still do not know how. Like, so I've read the Lawnmower Man. It's a short story by Stephen King. Have you guys no, read the Lawnmower Man? No, I, I read. It doesn't take long. It has nothing <laughs> to do with and they knew the that, Lawnmower and Man movie plot. They kept putting Stephen King's name on like the posters and stuff, and he kept suing them to get away from it. But they felt like the lawsuit, <laughs> whatever they would pay for the lawsuit would make up in marketing. So they kept doing it anyway. So he kept suing them multiple times to like, stop putting his name on it. It's about this. It's like this virtual reality thing that they, and then there's like additional, like, uh, uh, you know, like details and murder and stuff. So the lawnmower man short story is about a man who like, he like goes to this like, like go. I can't remember the exact details, but he goes like door to door, or, or he's like provides a service, and he's like, "Hey, like I'm here to mow the lawn," and they're like, "Okay, like what is this? Mow? Oh, it's this much," and they pay him the money, and they go inside, and then they come out a little while later, and he's completely naked, crawling like hands and knees on the person's like front <laughs> lawn, 
eating all of the grass <laughs> because he is the lawnmower man. <laughs> it is I've worth reading. Read I'm telling you, it's worth reading the story because it's just like the the I Stephen would... King style of writing. I think he I probably would rather just watch the lawnmower man instead. He's probably he probably does a better job explaining the story than I do. Uh, and just not to get too far away from it, the the woman who uh, uh, from the Wizard, her name is Jenny Lewis. And I was wrong. She did not retire from acting. She just has a musical career as well. It looks like she's been acting in in mostly TV um, throughout the 90s. And she's even done stuff uh, in the the 2010s as well. So she was in a band called Rilo Kylie. And then she also had a solo career and has done other projects with other people as well. But yeah, that's that's why I didn't see any more of Jenny Lewis is because she uh, didn't make The Wizard 2, The Wizarding. So, uh, so yeah, I guess, again, we, we could continue rambling about video games and movie stuff all night. So this is probably as good a place of, as any to end it. So, uh, once again, great to be back with you guys. It's, uh, always fun to, uh, to catch up and have these chats. Want to uh, say once again, how much we appreciate our patrons. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash collector cast. We'd love to have you if you want to come hang out with us over there. Um, we got uh, uh, Chris. Are we? We're moving our uh, our socials. How's that process going? We're not moving, but okay. um, uh, let me get the thing up here. I, I just in case the Twitter boat sinks because it's it's <laughs> kind of turned into we don't know from day to day. I think at this point in time, mm-hmm. I have set up a, a show account on Mastodon, and it, you can find us there at CollectorCast at TechHub.Social. So okay. you can, if you want to search for us over there, or you can just use the search thing. I'm sure if you search collector cast, it's probably the only one you're going to find. So it's probably not going to be a big deal. But if you're also trying to hedge your bets for the future, <laughs> I, I still do have the Facebook account as well. So, it, you know, Twitter, whatever happens to it. Um, yep. Every day seems to be some <laughs> fresh hell <laughs> that seems yeah. to be going on there. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. I, yeah, we'll I think happens. the last time it was like, what, two weeks ago, Kelsey, we had a conversation. And at that point in time, I was like, nah, I think I'll just see how it goes. I, I think it'll be okay. To now where yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and not promote my name on that platform. <laughs> so uh, if you want to find me, the Discord's the best spot. So, uh, yes, and, please. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's worth the buck for the price of admission. And we, we so, do they uh, use that money for good things, right? We just recently bought something I haven't something actually bought it the yet. Show. They gave me permission so, to get um, some headphones because I got broken ones. I'm still using the broken ones. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a Black Friday deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Kelsey's going to get some. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Black Friday deal. Maybe we can get uh, the, uh, the Uwe Bowl of headphones. <laughs> we'll spend $10 yeah. to get the, the nice ones. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have a have a is is there an official Dungeon in the name of the king? It's just a set? metal helmet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you next time when we are attacking the backlog. Take care. <laughs>